0: Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Patriots Unfiltered. Paul, did you, know, you get
1: Josh guy. Bledsoe's
2: autograph yesterday?
3: I, I have okay. not gotten Josh Bledsoe's right. autograph. I hear the Deuce crew is here today. And the Deuce crew is here, here today. The, the
2: full Deuce crew is here at touchdown on. Oh, and he, oh, he oh. fires oh. the crowd out. There.
3: And he just hurt himself. <laughs> I kid, <laughs> well, I, I kid. I, I don't remember seeing it in the three-plus days now that we've been out here. I think you're right, Paul. It's a he good will, one to stick will, with you that. You know, will go far with that. Has <laughs> it happened
2: this
4: week? No. Okay. You're uh, right. A lot of Paul, you're right today. That's the way. I
2: That's I tell Beth all the time. First time we called his name. Still waiting to call Ronnie Perry. Wow, that seemed like an unnecessary shot by Deuce right there. Yeah. I'm excited to check Twitter and find out how he has been today. Wow, just the shots are just flying.
1: <laughs> when the joints come, uh, we'll oh, probably oh, oh. we'll prob- smoke up. if you got them. We'll drop back, flip to uh, Stevenson,
3: otherwise known as a screen.
2: Yeah. Is that what they call those? <laughs> was, was
1: that a screen? <laughs> I
3: want to see if I can
2: make Fred punch me. <laughs> this.
0: this is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. Patriots
2: Unfiltered. All right. We are here back in the studio, Patriots Unfiltered, inside the bowels of Gillette Stadium. I am Mike Dussault, Paul Perillo. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Uh, no Fred Kirsch today. So for those waiting for the big boss man, he's out today. I'm so fortunate
3: gotta- because I won't. Get him to punch me, yeah. Which, which was my goal of the last show.
2: But you know what? That's all right. There's plenty to talk about today. We've uh, observed, yeah. what, what is it, six practices now, I six think? Six practices, the second one in full pads, Deuce. Uh, yeah. Second one in full pads today. And uh, even though it's just me and Paulie starting everything off, we're going to have everybody kind of coming in. We'll have Tamara. We'll have Alex. We'll have Evan uh, coming in to weigh in. They're finishing up outside with Mac as practice uh, ran up against uh, the start of the show. But we wanted to get in. Of course, you guys probably listened to the live shows, so you maybe have a little bit of a sense. But... We're here to get you caught up on everything that we've uh, we've seen from the last week or pr- of practices here. So please, uh, you know, write in. Webmail at Patriots.com. Give us a call. Uh, it's 855-PATS-500. Webradio at Patriots.com. Thank you, Matt, for correcting me on that. 855-PATS-500. Uh, as well, give us a call. Hey, I'm still learning here. I got thrust into this. Hey, but, I'm still <laughs> new. <noble. laughs> but, uh, but, Paul, I'm sure everyone's kind of you know caught up a little bit, at least on the last day or so of practices. But um, but let's start off just today with uh, with what, what kind of your key takeaway was from watching things out there
3: Yeah, Yeah, just the last two days in pads. Uh, so a little bit more physicality, obviously. A lot of one-on-one stuff pass rushers against offensive linemen. Uh I thought the offensive line as a whole did a pretty good job today uh with that part of it. Um got a chance to see a couple of those reps. I thought Cole Strange uh was better than he was yesterday. Uh in that regard, Trent Brown just absolutely dominating dudes uh, left and right. Um little bit less so for Isaiah Wynn. I thought Josh Uche uh was pretty solid in that drill today. Yeah. Uh you know, quicker guy, looked like he gave Wynn some trouble. Uh, On the other side, a lot of one-on-ones with the, the receivers and the cornerbacks. And one guy, Mike, that I'm really starting to be intrigued about the whole year two thing is Nelson Aguilar, the year two free agent thing. Um, because I think he's looked pretty good in this camp. I think today he had another strong day.
2: Yeah, number of catches. I mean, I, I was kind of focused more on the one on ones, and you know, all, all my stats back up your keen football eye, Paul. I, I had I had Trent Brown down three and one. I had a win two and two. One he fell on the only one Trent Brown I had losing was Uche, which Uche just kind of made a little cut, got How underneath that? him. How about that, but you know you don't. You know, that's why you don't need the stats. I wasn't the even eye, The eye tells it's no the lies. Eye. Uh, the eye in the sky don't lie. But Aguilor had a nice uh, a nice catch in the back of the end zone today. Uh, however. You know, the offense, I think the people are probably aware that the storyline is that the the offense has has not been off to the greatest start. It feels like they're kind of struggling to put multiple plays together. And, and, you know, I don't want to torch them and say, you know, of course, they're putting in some new schemes, some new plays. They've been telling us that the offense is simplified, but it looks like so far it hasn't really took yet. And, you know, they just they can't really seem to put they'll make one good play. They'll have a good, you know, play down the down the field a little bit. Uh, they'll come back, and you know nobody will be open. Mack will have to throw the ball into the ground, or you know Mack will have to do the pseudo scramble, and you know gets a nice cheer from the crowd. They love watching Mack run, but I don't think it's what what they're looking for. So I think where we're living right now is how much leeway do you give the offense with you know some of the changes that they've been doing, the new coaching arrangement, all those things, of course, but or to the defense, or the defense, you know, I don't think we were expecting much coming into to, to camp. I was more concerned about the defensive side of the ball. Uh, certainly, these are all situations where it's tough on the defense at times. Guys are wearing gloves. Guys are both on the offensive line and in the and in the secondary. So, um, But you kind of feel a little bit positive about the defense, at least how they're, they're stringing some things together. And I think you know some of the guys that we were hoping to see pop a little bit I think you're starting to see a little bit Anthony Jennings kind of in the mix a little bit more seems like he's playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder yeah. as one guy just to, to bring up I find some off of that top.
3: interesting too and, and you know you and I were talking about this during practice with Big Head um, just sort of uh interesting to see which guys now are starting to make you know the move between one side of the field to the other and we always talk about there's there's one side is usually the front line players, guys that you more associate with starters. Um, and we've seen um, some of the guys uh, involved in that. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to look at my, my notes here because I want to get the right guys. Um, you know, Josh Bledsoe stays over with the, the front line guys. Miles Bryant has sort of jumped right in, obviously Jonathan Jones. Jennings is a guy you just brought up. I, I, I find him sort of uh, behind Judon, getting some reps there with, with uh, a higher level players whereas today uh, Ronnie Perkins, Cameron McGrone Sean Wade some of those guys were on the other side with some of the, some of the younger players and backups so uh, interesting I see Marcus and Jack Jones sort of involved in both of those groups mm-hmm. so I think that the idea there is to just get them as many reps as possible but yeah it's, it's kind of interesting to see how six days in, couple of days in pads how those kinds of depth charts are mental for me you know mentally how that that's forming
2: yeah another uh, name that people probably weren't really counting on much arlington hambright he's another guy that you know did pretty well in his in his one-on-ones and and seems to be getting some opportunities as maybe like the second or third right guard in so i think they're trying to discover what they have for depth there at guard. We knew that that was going to be a position, a transition. But it's always – you spend all lot season talking about all these guys, and then all of a sudden, you know, Arlington Hambright is somebody that, that kind of out of nowhere is, you know, getting a little look right now. It doesn't mean that he's, he's destined for uh, amazing, huge role yet. But uh, – and one other guy I just wanted to, to touch on off the top was Ty Montgomery. It just feels like he's involved in, in a little bit of everything. And, you know, it's just – Do you feel
3: like he's kind of gone the other way the last couple of days?
2: He's involved in everything, but not as
3: effective – I mean, I haven't no. really, I just feel like I've Might seen him. Might just be a me thing. <laughs> Never mind. No, Continue I, your thought.
5: It, well,
2: it's hard though. I, I We've seen him ca- do some carries and, and we've seen him do some kickoff returns. I, I guess it's hard to judge the overall uh, contributions of everybody right now because it just seems like there's a good play. There's a bad play. And, you know, you're up and down. I just feel like, like Montgomery's a guy that just seems involved and you know, James White's still not out here. The only guy on PUP that, that hasn't, hasn't returned yet. So, um, he could potentially be another, another guy that, uh, Get some more playing time. So, let's talk about Mac now. Uh, I think he's just wrapping up his, his media veil, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I think he's had some moments. He's had some nice deep throws, but but overall, it just the consistency is is what I think is is, is lacking. And there's just too much up and down. We talked about Saturday's practice. He kind of went off the field looking a little bit down. But I mean, we talked Paul during the show, or, or I'm sorry, when we were just watching practice. That you know, there's not as much as this demonstrative hitting his thigh pads, getting frustration. Yeah, we you know, haven't
3: seen as much of the tennis player Yeah, that, as
2: we did last year. You know, it seems like he's holding in a little bit better. Certainly he was uh, a little bit, I think, fired up after Saturday's performance. Uh, not quite the same kind of reaction today. Of course, we'll, we'll see what he has to hear. Of course, Tamara's joining us right now so she's fresh in off the field and, and Mac Jones so uh, Tamara as soon as you get ready maybe you can give us a little a little insight into how Mac was and and, and what he had to say uh, here at his media availability today anything
0: <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs>
6: So coincidentally, um, the first question was about how we saw him um, scramble a few times today and was that a design run or you know, was that a play breaking down and, and you know him trying to run for a first down? And he's like, you know my goal every single time is to get the ball into a receiver's hand into a running backs hand. And so um, I thought that was pretty interesting because we were all kind of wondering in, in the in the media tent, you know, was that a design run? that we just saw. Um and so he, he kind of turned away from that and and, yeah. and clarified that, you know, no, I, I I was aiming to get into a receiver or a running back's hand and so um, I feel like that was kind of a focus for a little b- while, and then, you know, he just said, you know, talking about his connections with Devonte Parker and Kendrick Bourne, etc. Just elaborating on that, it's his job to get them the ball, and like we have a, re- a lot of really talented guys in the receiving core, and just it's his job to get it to him, and so that's that's kind of his focus, you know, very kind of a whole lot, very of generic, nothing. a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. Um,
2: did he seem frustrated? I mean, I don't want to like, I, I, yeah. I, I would assume he did doesn't carry the frustration over into the press conferences, but I, I just it's. I think you, you had, there was so much build up this yeah. year for Mac year two, year two with the weapons, and he's been working with everybody. And, you know, you were hoping that it looked smooth, um, but, you know, it just it hasn't yet. And I don't want to overreact. I know yeah. that, that it's easy to, to, you know, go crazy over six practices when you've been waiting all year for it. But um, overall, he seemed okay.
6: Yeah, okay. <laughs> I didn't get frustrated vibes at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah,
2: we'll, we'll see how he continues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just
3: want to. We're, we're going to continue. This is going to be two hours about the Patriots training camp yeah. so far. But I just, I do want to talk about because a lot of people are, are tweeting in about it too. Um, just that the NFL had made a ruling today about the the Dolphins and found them guilty of impermissible impermissible communications with quarterback Tom Brady in nineteen and twenty while he was under contract with the New England Patriots. Those communications began as early as August of 2019. Wow. So that was training camp of his wow. last year That's interesting. while he was still in Foxborough uh, and continued through the 19th season in the postseason. So they were docked first and third round picks. I believe um, Stephen Ross was suspended through October, fined $1.5 plus. There was another member of the uh, <clears throat> front office, I think, fined another 500000 so. The only thing that they didn't find anything of is what the NFL originally said there was no evidence of, and that was sort of the 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 the, the blatant tanking. Cause, and I said at the time, if they find evidence that they lost games on purpose, Stephen Ross is going to lose that 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 franchise. There's no that doubt in my mind. Up. But this is this is not a slap on the wrist. The first and third round picks, heavy fines. This was this is serious stuff. Well, that, for Miami. I mean,
2: this is crazy to me that they I mean, I always thought it was Tampa and that it was the end of this year that they were trying to get him to come over next year, but I mean this is new information. Oh, right? and but that they also was to him part while of it he was with the Patriots. That's also
3: part of it too, this this finding is that they were trying to get him to become an executive this year.
2: It kinda puts a little bit of a different light on on that uh, Miami end of season last <laughs> game a little <laughs> bit in twenty nineteen when they we're playing for home field advantage, and then lost that one. Uh, you know, plenty of time to get back to that, I'm sure, uh, as things go. But, um, you know, certainly send your questions in. I mean, we could go right down the roster probably and tell you a little bit of something about everything, everybody on there. Um, but let's, you know, want to go to the defense though a little bit too, and just, uh, you know, what Paul has stood out to you of, of why they're, you know, why they've been able to stymie the offense a little bit. You know, have there, what have you felt like have been uh, the kind of the key pieces of, of the defense that, that have stood out to you?
3: Well, I think the secondary has been pretty solid uh, overall. But I also think that consistently, especially these two days since the pads have been on, and I don't know how you feel, Tamara, if you feel any different, but I feel like the defensive front has controlled the line of scrimmage. Yes. On virtually every play. Like Mm -hmm. some of the running plays, running backs are getting hit, not like smashed or anything like that, but they're getting hit. Almost even, literally.
6: As as soon as the ball gets in their hands, there's nowhere to go. Chaos. There's nowhere to go.
3: Right, so I, I I would say that the you know the defensive front has been better than the
2: offensive front for mm-hmm. for the uh, for the Patriots, and that's been consistent through the first two days with pads on. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of Matthew Judon, a lot of Raquan McMillan getting involved. Um, you know, Mac Wilson, another guy that that's kind of popped a little bit. Just I mean, like Paul said, I think there's there's groups. You see mm-hmm. one field is kind of the learning p- group, and then you have the other side, which is. The the starters. Um, what about for you, Tamara? On just on the defensive side of the ball, you know, any particular guys that that have stood out to you that, that have been making some plays?
6: Yeah, um, I think Jalen Mills. Um, he's been you know really active out there. I also have to say Sean Wade. I think that you know obviously with Jonathan Jones and Jabril Peppers not being out there for the first start the, yeah. a little bit of camp, I think that we saw a lot of, a lot of him. Um, but now I think I'm kind of looking to see what Jonathan Jones and Jabril, Jabril Peppers do now that they're back out there. Um, Uh, I was listening to Jonathan Jones today. Everyone was like, so are you 100% back? He's like, I'm cleared to play. I'm I'm here. I'm here. And, you know, he did talk about, you know, he did miss those first couple of days of reps, which are super important. Um, And so he's just going to be climbing his way back up. Yeah, I
2: I heard Peppers, too, talking a little bit and said, you know, he's not quite 100%, but he's been listening in on Mm – walkie-talkie and, and getting the play calls down. Of course, Patrick Chung was here uh, yesterday asked, you know, Jabril Peppers today a little bit about Chung and, you know, studying him and and, and the importance of the safeties and you know, Josh Bledsoe was kind of the star of, of early camp, getting a lot of reps, getting a lot of run and, you know, now that Jay Jones is back, Miles Bryant's back, Peppers is back, it feels like, you know, him and Wade are, you know, getting pushed a little bit back towards that side, but I think it speaks to the safety depth and something that, you know, I'm going to write about today. And I think it's certainly a feature of the offense or the, the defense of the way they've been rotating guys in. And I think that's kind of characterizes a lot of the, the secondary Malcolm Butler getting some run. Right. Um, everybody's kind of getting some reps, at least in the, in that, the yeah, like there group. was a,
3: a period today where like the first group was Malcolm Butler and Jack Jones. And then, you know, it's, it's generally been Mills and Mitchell. And, and, that, was what the way they started most of the team, uh, Periods. So, but it just speaks to what you're talking about. Just the amount of moving pieces they have back there, and we all know the four safeties. And Bill even made a comment, I think, this morning about sort of looking forward to getting them all on the field. Now, I, I kind of think he meant like right now, like Jabril Peppers working his way back, and you know, getting him out there with Duggar McCordy and and Phillips. But it, it is something that you might look down the road and say, can they find a way to get these guys all uh, all involved on? certain packages because so they have a lot of depth back there. That I don't know if they have a lot of answers but there are a lot of bodies.
6: Paul I have a question for you kind of okay. um, going back <laughs> to well one I have wasn't on radio when this mm-hmm. first was reportedly out there but um, Devon Gachau um, do you see the value in that I guess as we continue to go through camp um, especially with how we've seen the defensive line kind of just really taking control of the offense so far?
3: Do I think God? Do you
6: think, like, from what we're sa- what we saw today, especially with the with the line really manhandling kind of the offensive line, the value in in signing him for that contract?
3: I I don't I Not still yet. D- I, yeah I don't love the the contract. I I think they're o- offensively. I think that there's a lot of transition going on mm-hmm. with it with what they're doing. I do think there has been some visible changes to the way they run the ball. It's a lot of stretch, uh, you know, a lot of wide zone stuff, and I think it's a little different than w- what they're used to, but. You know, flat out, you have a rookie first-round pick at one guard. You have a, a guy playing the other guard who couldn't solidify a starting spot last year. I think there's some transition going on with the offensive line. I thought it was interesting today, Mike, we both noticed that Arlington Hambright was sort of rotating in with Michael Owenu uh, at that right guard spot. So it would be about four or five plays with the regular, you know, when you, you know, and then he would come out. The others would stay. Troy Bra- uh, Troy Brown, Trent Brown. Isaiah Wynn and, and and Strange would stay in there, and Hambright was out there. So I think they're they're looking, they're mixing and matching a little bit, trying to find out who works best. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Godshaw has played. He's he's you know he's been up front with uh, you know Barmore just a monster. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's, that's um, he, he's true. just a monster. And there's some of the plays that he just he just swallowed a back today, like he reached out with one arm <laughs> and just sort of. <laughs> I think it was Kevin Harris, um, just sort of like stopped him right in his track. So. The defensive line has been – is has uh, like I said, they've really controlled the line of scrimmage.
2: Yeah, I think Barmore has been just a, a load. I mean, even when guys in one-on-one stop him for a second, it's like if they let up even for a moment, he's able to – to get a push, but we're now another member of the team has joined us. Alex, welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having <laughs> me. <laughs> let's let's, uh, let's put you on the spot now that okay. you're in. So what what stood out to you from uh, the first few days of, uh, of camp? Any particular plays, players, just overall themes uh, that, that you've been taking away from from what you've been watching out there?
4: Yeah, I mean, I know you guys were just talking about the defensive line when I walked in, but um, really impressed with Bearmore. what we've seen from him, just to echo on what you guys have just said, and uh, Trent Brown is... A monster, <laughs> just fun watching him like eat guys up out there. And
2: <laughs> he's a big boy. I mean, and I got to point out too, the, the person I think that actually stole the, the the practice today was Adrian Phillips's little son. Oh,
6: yeah, <laughs> so cute. Yes, <laughs> he, he yes. He brought
2: his son up to the to the podium. Uh, Adorable little kid. So that was a nice moment. It's always fun watching. You know, everybody's got their fans and their family coming out. Uh, we saw Lonnie Paxton in the crowd today, former Patriot, long snapper, uh, of course, and. We're cruising now. I mean, we got we got a few more days of practice. We're not really sure exactly with pads. We think at least another day or two, perhaps. But then we got the in-stadium practice um, at night. Uh, you know, a lot of talk about scheme change and things looking different. We've seen a lot of wide zone runs, those kind of things. Not a lot of pulling guards. Not a lot of the kind of the traditional kind of run game pause. There. I mean, I know at this point it's we're, we're really trying to – <laughs> we'll ask Evan when he comes in. But, you know, wh- I mean, it's just it hasn't really been effective, though. You know, it hasn't been consistent. No. Even the run game, some of the ones, some of the reps, as Tamara said, are, are getting blown up. And they've moved a little bit more into the running game here over the last two days with pads. Um, and aside from a couple plays where kind of the C's kind of parted, the one I'm thinking of yesterday with Damian Harris, um, it just it hasn't looked clean in the run game. And I think if they're going to that scheme, that's the base of everything is making sure that you can run that wide stretch.
3: Yeah, and I think if they're not able to run the football, I think they're going to have. A really hard time, you know, getting in situations that are th- that are good for this passing game because I think he is a guy. Mac Jones is a guy that needs that. I think he needs to throw when he wants to, as opposed to when he has to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, right now, it, it hasn't it hasn't been smooth. But I, I'm also, you know, and like there was a tweet yesterday from our buddy Greg Bedard, right? You know, called it an abject disaster. And I'm just like, that they they've had five practices, and I'm not trying to be like all sunshine and roses here, but. They've had f- now six practices. I- I'm not ready to call anything a wild success or failure after practices. You know, we get in the middle of October and the Patriots are having a hard time moving the ball consistently and scoring points. And then you say, well, listen, the transition to the new offense has taken longer than, than they, s- they probably thought. And maybe this isn't a good fit. But right now, I do think there's some newness to what they're doing. They're all talking about it, which I was really surprised at from the outset of camp mm-hmm. with how willing – Some of the players have been to say, you know, the terminology has changed. It's allowing us to play faster. It's blah, blah, blah. You know, they're acknowledging the changes to the offense, which I didn't think they necessarily would. So that tells me that they've changed the offense. So let's let it play out. Let's see how the transition goes. And like I said, when the regular season starts, if they're not moving the ball, we'll kill them. But right now, I'm willing to sort of accept some of the growing pains that goes along with that.
2: Let's go, let's go through some of the rookies, too. I'm sure people are, are dying to hear about um, the performance of them. Uh, I mean, I think Tyquan Thornton's kind of shown up the last couple of days. Oh yeah. And
4: even despite contact, like yeah, holding on to the ball, that was like the big thing I was worried about looking at him. But he, he seems to hold up pretty well, and the speed is definitely showing. Yeah,
6: which was the question like all of the offseason, like, have you seen how fast he is yet? Like even asking Troy Brown, like they were like, what about his speed? Have you seen that? And they're like, not really we're just going through drills you can't really see that but now I think in the one-on-one drills we've actually been able to see him turn on his burner so I think that you know for a rookie especially per Alex and everyone's you know thoughts were is he going to be able to hold on to the ball especially with his size compared to some of the backs Um, I think that you know We've, we've seen him, you know, progress so far.
2: I think yesterday there was a play, and I was I was on the other side of the field, but um, I think he kind of had some contact at the line with the, with the defensive back and was able to shake loose and, and get away from him. I'm, I'm forgetting which defensive back it was. Um, I think it was Butler. Butler.
6: He had one over Mills today. Yeah.
2: So, he, you know, he's starting to show up, and that's a good sign. Yeah. Now,
3: I, I think he's been – Impressive, Because um, you you know that I'm sort of looking at this as a redshirt year for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think, and I've seen pretty much every practice, there was a play today that you're talking about, Mike, where the throw wasn't great, the coverage was pretty good, and I thought he sort of set up, I think it was Juwan Williams, like the ball was sort of drifting toward the, the, the sideline, and he kind of like set him up a little bit to create some space to come back, and he caught it over the wrong shoulder on the outside, which I thought was a really difficult catch, and he made it look easy. He has really good ball skills. Um, and obviously, he runs well, but mm. I haven't really seen anything in, in any team periods. Mm. I haven't seen any catches in, in full 11-on-11 11 11 that I said, oh, well, there, you know that, that's yeah. something that he can do. One-on-ones, like Tamara said, mm-hmm. he shows yeah. up every day. Every day.
2: And that's just, I mean, that's a, that's a great sign. I mean, I think we said at the beginning, like, just stay healthy. Get out there every day. Learn. Um, I mean, I thought one of the, the best throws today was uh, for him, uh, not getting to him, passes to him, was from Bailey Zappi along the sideline. I think I think he was in bounds. Tough for us to tell from, from where we were sitting. But mm-hmm. Brian Hoyer's been out now for a bunch of days, and it's really kind of opened up the opportunities for Bailey Zappi. Uh, he got a ton of reps today, and he seems to be, you know, I mean, he's a rookie. There, there's certainly – plays that that aren't smoothly just like they were for Mac but um I think he showed some zip on the ball and, and made some plays that went to Thornton today where it was kind of you know just an out route on the far sideline and he was able to kind of drill it in there what, what are you guys seeing from from Zap
4: yeah I think after Saturday he obviously had a rough day I think all the offense had a rough day but it was nice to see him bounce back these last two days um he was getting it out quick I thought and it looks like a bullet
2: yeah, he's he's just a little short. I think that's the thing that's hard, especially when we're at field level and you can kind of see after the snap he almost has to like jump up a little bit to like get a get an initial look, but again, a guy who's getting tons of reps, Cole Strange, you've heard, I mean, he's mm-hmm. He stepped in and in, at, at left guard, and I mean that's pretty much where he's been. I think probably the highlight of his camp though Special was teams. <laughs> well the punt the, yep. punt, the punt competition at mm-hmm. the end of the game, uh, at the end of the practice um, earlier this week, where you know Bill put it on him. I mean he caught two, and the second one was tough too. I mean he had to actually scramble, so you know showing a little bit of that athleticism. I know nobody really cares about catching a punt at the end <laughs> of practice, um, but overall, you know in terms of the one on ones, I was I was locked on. On those today, uh, I did have him losing a, a rep to Godshaw, um, but I had him beating uh, Lawrence Guy. So, I mean, I think he's, he's holding in there and, and probably starting to, uh, you know, to find his footing a little bit there um, on the inside. Another nice thing, too, was, was uh, Marcus Jones. I think we're starting to see him mm-hmm. returning some punts. He's back out there. We didn't see him at all smaller. Yeah, in the spring. Yeah, you're right. But showing some showing He's been out rivers. there every
3: day from the start. So th- I mean, the health of the roster is remarkably good. Yeah. I mean, they had a handful of guys start on lists, and they're almost all off the list by now. It's James White and then two rookie offensive linemen. You know, Brian Hoyer's missed the last several days. Uh, You know, he's not on any kind of a list or anything. I think Belichick said this morning that it it wouldn't be too much longer. So I I wonder if he's dealing with something, you know, maybe like an illness. Yeah. Um, Like Jake Bailey had uh, to start camp. Football illness or non-football illness? Probably a non-football illness. I don't think it's football-related flu. I don't. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna, Football I'm fever. gonna say, I'm gonna say it's not Foxborough <laughs> flu. A um, couple of things. Um, yeah, I see some quotes coming up now on on the Twitter machine from from Mac, and you know he talked about you know uh, losing to the defense was quote a, sh- a shot in the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hard to strike a balance between learning and competing. Um, and then he said, "Better days ahead. We're at the start of this thing. We're gonna get it going." So he's acknowledging that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's been not rough. Going yet. You know, it's not going. <laughs> it's not going. Yeah, I mean, it's been. I thought they had a good start on Thursday in yep. shorts, and I don't think they've had yeah. anything resembling success since.
2: No, I'm with you, and I I I, I kind of fi- feel like uh, Kendrick Bourne kind of conspicuously absent from any. I mean, I think every other receiver has had some wow moments, but. I haven't really seen much out of Kendrick Bourne. I think thought like, well, when they move to the middle of the field, that's where he kind of works. He got us off to a slow start last year. Um, Concerned about Bourne at all? I mean, I, he's still bringing the energy. He's a big smile. I mean, you, you know he's going to keep working hard and uh, and bringing the positive energy. But have you guys seen much out of him? I just, just not really any big plays. I or, haven't. Yeah?
6: I, I've seen more out of like Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. Like sure. today, I was I, – I, there were a couple of times where I was like, did he just get that one-handed catch? Yeah. Like – I feel like that was the most exciting play that I saw today was from him. And um, I think that we've seen, we've talked about like guys that need to make that year two leap. And he hasn't really shown me that yet. Uh, we've seen obviously John new Smith. We've seen um, yeah, Nelson he's Aguilar. Popped, like, he's popped. Jacoby. Jacoby had Parker. his day the other day. It's, it's
2: yeah. I mean, and, and I think Parker got a lot of the headlines the first couple of days with mm-hmm. all those contested catches. And you know, it's, it's, I'd say he he chips in usually with one a day maybe, but it's not overly consistent, and they all kind of look similar in mm. that he's the guy that that comes yeah. down with the contested catches. He had catches.
3: one yesterday where he got well behind Malcolm Butler on a deep ball and made a catch probably for the best play yesterday with Mac Jones hitting him on a probably like a 50-yard bomb. But other than that, almost all of his catches have been very similar. You know, he's pretty tightly covered, and he uses his frame to create some space, and he, he's good at contested catches. But... He hasn't been overly consistent getting open.
2: Mm-mm. And finally, just to get it out of the way, since we're going all around the roster, we've got to talk to the coaching uh, staff, offensive <laughs> play calling. Um, Paul, what, what have you seen? What do the mechanics look like? Can you give us some insight?
3: I'm going to be honest and say I've stopped watching. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, you saw walkie, walkie-talkie tracking?
3: Well, now they're even using walkie-talkies on defense. So <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Players you know, even Ch- have Chabril walkie Jabril Peppers talkies. is <laughs> using yeah. one to get mental reps. <laughs> um, so I, what I've basically seen is... It's been a combination of the three of them: Bill Belichick, Matt Patricia, Joe Judge. I think in seven on sevens, it's generally been Judge running the show while uh, Matty Pease with the offensive lineman. When it's been full team, it's been more Patricia on a walkie-talkie. But I've also seen plenty of Bill Belichick just talking to the, the quarterbacks and relaying the play. Yeah. So I think it's going to be sort of a, a joint effort. The players have talked about that. You know, it's their job to go out and execute. They're giving them plenty of. Opportunity. I think Aguilar talked about that um, just now when we came off the field. The the coaches are giving them plenty of opportunities. They know what they're doing. It's our job to go out and execute it. So I I, I think at least they're they're all saying the right things. We'll see how it unfolds when, like I said, if you get into the regular season and you're not moving the ball, all of these things become questions. Right now, they're not because it's just practice. Yeah. Just Mm -hmm. talking about practice
2: still it's it's i mean it's still you can still feel the kind of angst from everybody but it's but you're right and i think that's what we're all kind of struggling with so i feel like we've kind of set the table we've gone around anybody else i haven't mentioned you guys feel like we need to bring up i'm trying to like i'm trying to drag everybody out (laughs) 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 there who has been good who has been pretty good i think he's he's shown up a little bit uh you know jake julian feeling slighted (laughs) Some punts. But, of course, yeah, you know, we got plenty of emails, uh, as Fred would say, just rolling in right now. Why don't you um, read some? So <laughs> that, that sounds like a great idea now that we've set the table uh, here. Good job, Mike. Just going to rapid fire a little bit, a little rapid fire. Lightning uh, round, as, yeah. they, as they
3: do on Ooh, the uh, um, on the real
2: radio uh, <laughs> stations. Just, just set the table. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Uh, Jack and Jack and Annaba, uh, who's taking reps as the second string offensive line? You want to mm. jump in on that one, Paul? A little second string action? Like the whole line? <laughs> hold, please. <laughs> you go left to right on that please one. I will. I'll give, give you. I'll give pitch. you a left to right on the radio dial if you give me one second. <laughs> you might get an Arlington Hambright in the mix. right You will now.
3: definitely get an Arlington Hambright in the mix. Um, hmm. Now I got to find out what day that was. I think I can uh we probably some, Justin Haran. Like, we music going right now. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> oh, now, <laughs> I'm gonna, now I'm going to now I'm going to need <laughs> a roster. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, James seven 72 is uh Yadni Kajust. Okay? There's one. He used th- this is left to right. Then Jude DeJale, Cody Russi, um t- 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 Will Sherman and Yashia Durant. There hmm. you go. That was the second line yesterday uh for at least one of the portions. I've seen Arlington Hambright, and we mentioned him off the top because today he was getting some reps with the ones. Um, we've seen Justin Haran's gotten. Somewhere. Obviously, James Ferrance is the, yeah. the second center. He's played center enough with the first group because David Andrews isn't quite um, fully up to speed. So those guys are all in the mix, and the, you know, unfortunately, the two rookies, Chasen Hines and Andrew Stuber, still are not on the practice field. So I think it's looking like a lost year for those for those guys in terms of. Winning any any sort of you know role with the with the twos.
2: I think I mean I got to give Justin Huron some credit on that Kyle Duggar interception that ended practice a couple of days ago. He like chased down Duggar from the other side of the field. Looked like Ben Watson, but at least good effort from him. Uh, Neil from New Brunswick checks in. Uh, is it possible that Christian Barmore could blow up and become a star? If so, he'd be drawing double teams a lot. So would it not make sense to try to trade for or find a veteran who is a pure pass rusher who can come off? The opposite side of Judon Barmore, guys. What do you think so far? Thumbs up, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's true. I mean, I think that's the thing with Josh Uche that that you want Uche to be that guy, right? Like that's you need a second guy to step up. So far, it seems like Uche. Maybe Jennings is a little bit in that mix, but otherwise, haven't seen a lot out of Perkins, uh, Cameron McGrone I know was was a darling kind of this offseason. He's still kind of in that lower range. Uh, so I, I think it's a I think it's a need to have that complementary piece to Judon and Barmore for sure, but. Barmore looks like he's ready to uh, to take a jump. Uh, here's one. Here's a good one from Brandon. Uh, how do you feel about possibly trading Myers for a decent pick? Bourne would then play Myers' role, and you sign Nixon, the 53-man mo- roster. Your wide receiver room is now Bourne, Thornton, Parker, Nelson, Nixon. That's a cheaper, more dynamic. I mean, we've talked about that a little bit so far, but I um, I don't know. Cheaper, more dynamic? I don't know about more dynamic.
5: <laughs> <laughs> cheaper, right. yes.
3: I mean, you can, you can get rid of one of the guys that makes a little money, and you, it's cheaper, but... I'm not sure you're getting any more dynamic. Tough. I think Jacoby Myers is a good player. Yeah. Myers. I think everybody wants to get rid of him because he's not going to be the guy that's stretching the field and, and making big plays. But I think he, I, I think people are overlooking the fact that he caught 83 passes last year and, and showed up every week as the guy mm-hmm. that Mac relied on and. I am not. I haven't seen anything from Trey Nixon to tell me that he can do Yeah,
4: that. you no, took the not words out, out of camp. my mouth. That that's not someone that we've really seen a lot out of yeah, like Tamara said since mini camp. Yeah. So it's I don't think he's I think I think he had one catch. Probably from going zappy, home. And
2: may have been Zappy today. Uh, it Might have been Mac, but I think it was Zappy. Yeah, he one had, one he, catch. Yeah, he he made he made a play or two, He flirts with with the top line, but not <laughs> Not not nothing consistent, and, and I mean it was the opportunity. I think in minicamp, and, and he took advantage of it. But I think right now he's kind of waiting uh, for an opportunity. But uh, Chris from Virginia weighs in. Tamari, I just want to tell you he bought his Virginia Tech, Boston College tickets, and uh, the Virginia Tech, West Virginia tickets. Yes, so. go Hokies! Uh, <laughs> but he said, speaking of Thornton, it sounds like you guys are all impressed. Should I feel safe to assume that he has more potential and already a better player than Harry? I, I mean, mm. like, let's not get crazy, um, but I think he's had a good start, you know, and, and just by being out there and catching the balls, that's been thrown to him i think his speed shows up but i don't know i i i said to paul kind of jokingly at the beginning uh, during one of the live shows that like Devontae parker showed you in the first couple of days what you wanted Nikhil harry to be in terms yep. of winning those contested catches just he's tough to handle harry would win a couple but i still think he got beat too much but probably too soon to anoint taekwon Thornton. Mm-hmm. guys you think
4: well even if taekwon is a guy that all they have doing is just running up and down the field drawing the attention of a safety deep that's Pretty productive.
3: If he, yeah, absolutely. If he could get out there and and, and catch a, a ball or two like that, then his mere presence is going to
5: exactly. create
3: what you think <laughs> everybody else creates, and that's that safety help over yeah, the top, Mike. Right, right. So that there is some value in that. But you have to do the Bethel Johnson thing. You have to at least put it in the defense's mind that you can make that play once or twice, mm-hmm. and that's why I think they're using him a lot, and you see it almost every day at practice. He's with matthew slater and justin bethel and working on the gunner stuff with special teams because if he's going to be the fifth receiver you have to find a way to get him you know on on the field Mm -hmm. to to justify having him be active in the game so if he's going to be a like a bit role as a home run hitter like alex said then he needs to do something else to you know sort of justify that
2: yeah let's uh let's go to the phones we got willie and philly checking in what's up william
7: what's going on mike how you feel
2: I feel pretty good. It's a little hot out there, but uh, we're in the, the the thick of it right now. I, I kind of enjoy the camp. You know, it's like every day kind of feels like Groundhog Day, but but it's it's fun. It's fun.
7: Okay. Uh, how many how many questions do
2: I get to add? I, the, the floor is yours, my friend. Go Depends ahead. If Ask good. away.
7: All right. Just okay. do the rest hey, of the anybody. show with us. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> really many
2: we'll just listen. I'll, we'll <laughs> hang up and listen. <laughs>
7: <laughs> okay. Um, what was uh, the deep Shackles name again that we just? gotcha uh, yeah yeah. gotcha uh we could have did something else with that money correct i didn't even know we even i didn't know the pages even had money like that to give him yeah
2: i mean i think it's more out the future money you're giving him instead of the current money but but you know you're right it's still money yeah
3: it
7: actually lowered his cap number right okay and um mac looked like mac looked like he looked frustrated i seen that interview i mean he just looked very frustrated, a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, I, I could imagine him trying to learn a new something new, new plays and whatnot. But he just looked, as he was answering all the questions and stuff. Though he just looked frustrated to me. You know what I mean? And, I, and that's understandable. You know,
2: so. he does. And I mean, I, I and, mean, it, uh, to his credit, it's not as demonstrative on. as it was. But I, I think you can definitely uh-huh. feel some frustration there.
7: Okay. And tomorrow, uh, they have training camp tomorrow, right? Yep.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Same time, so, nine thirty.
7: Uh, well, Alex, or, or I don't know who's going to be out there interviewing. Ken, let me ask you this. Now I've seen a uh, video of uh, Twycon Thornton. I know he's a burner. I see him c- catching the ball, and he can burn any of them. Basically, corners with pre-safety. My, I just want to know, could he? can he do one-hand catches or, or, you know what I mean, or any type of little, how you say it, or uh, Mass, see David. and people. Like a ju- <laughs> move, anything like
3: that. Well, he's made some difficult catches, mm. I would say, in one on ones throughout throughout the okay. uh, the five or six days we've been out there.
7: Okay, and my last my last question, and this one is for Ball. Well, oh, I know you're gonna give it to me straight, so I'm just playing <laughs> for <laughs> what you <laughs> are. We only gonna win three games. Said,
5: <laughs> I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> for,
7: for what you see, and I know we're still in the early process right now, but what is
3: what do you think so far, as far as of what you have seen? What well, I mean, it hasn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with Mac. Like, I, I mean, it hasn't been very good offensively, uh, and I, I think right. part of that is because they are sort of adjusting and adapting to new things. But I'm not. I'm just not ready to push the panic button. You know, a week into practice, I, I, I think there's been enough good signs. I think you know, we just talked about Thornton a little bit, and, and I think he's been a little better than than I would figure he would have been at this point. Um, you know, I'm going to write a little bit about Aguilar at, at some point uh, today as well. So I don't think it's been uh, like a complete wash offensively. Like they got to just rip up this playbook and go to something different. But it's been it's been a slow transition. It hasn't been great. I mean, I, I I'm not going to okay. sugarcoat it and tell you, oh, yeah, don't worry. Every, every, yeah, you know, it's been Fred, fru- it's been. Fred's listening, but he's not on the show today, <laughs> so I can't just say everything's going to be fine. Do
6: you think that's because uh, of uh, the uh, musical chairs on the offensive line, or? Or
4: is it like a credit to the defense? Like?
2: I think it's a little of everything. I mean, I, I I don't think there's a root cause completely. I mean, I think it's just a question of how much, you know, do you give this offensive transition and how different is it really? You know, only they know that for sure. But uh, we'll see. Let's uh, let's keep the calls rolling here uh, and go to Eldred, North Carolina. What's up, Eldred?
8: Hey, fellas, ladies, how you, how you doing today? Good. Hi, very well. Uh, okay, I just got a uh, concern uh, and a question. Okay. Uh, I read that interview with Matt, like like he frustrated. The defense won a game, uh, won that day, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But my question is, if that defense could pressure on that on this offense, y'all not concerned about going into season with the offensive coordinator, not originally offensive coordinator. That's my chief concern, top concern.
3: Yeah, I'm concerned about the offense. I am. I've been pretty consistent in talking about the the lack of direction and and whatnot. And until I see that there's some sort of, you know, uh, cohesion and consistent production, I'm going to continue to be concerned about it. Yeah. But I'm not, uh, again, I'm not calling it an abject disaster like has been written in in, uh, Boston over the last... (laughs) couple of
9: days. (laughs) So they worry too then, huh, Paul?
3: Oh, no. I mean, Mac is worried. I mean, I I, I don't think it's telling secrets here. I mean, Mac is expressing frustration. Like, it's not fun to be the quarterback and not be able to move the ball consistently.
2: I mean, especially when you know this has been one of the biggest questions surrounding the offense is this the right way to go forward with you know what they're doing and you certainly want to allow them some leeway to change things and to maybe look a little clunky out of the gate but at some point it has to get better and i think if you know someone like a josh mcdaniels were here an offensive coordinator that you've had for a while You'd feel like they'll get it. They know what they're doing. They've put this offense in before. Exactly. You know, and so I, I, I hear it, Eldred. And I mean, you know, I, you know, the show. I mean, I've been talking. Ah, I'm more confident about the defense. I think the offense is. I mean, I, I'm not ready to to, to blow the trumpet for the defense right now because all things considered, what it is in practice. Um, but, you know, my my concern level for the offense has definitely risen over the last few days. It's just it's just looked clunky and not consistent and not, you know, where even where they left off last year. So. We'll see if they if they continue and, and start to click into gear, but it's uh, it hasn't been good here through the last few days. Although I will say today it felt like there were you know some glimmers here and there, maybe a little bit more than yesterday. Uh, maybe I'm grabbing at straws there, but that's my thoughts. Did you say well,
5: today? Yeah, yeah. I thought today looking.
2: was better than yesterday. Well, I'm glad
5: Thornton looked a little bit better, Cordial. Uh, he does. He does. I think uh, you'll be
2: happy. I think you'll be happy with him. Yeah. You know, if All he can continue. Yeah, Thanks, Eldred. Good. Time. Thanks, Biggie. Yeah, I do think people will be. Be excited about, about Thornton. I mean, that been one of my big thoughts with Thornton now is just, you know, get him involved more. Like, we, we said the same thing. Like, Redshirt, Bethel Johnson, couple shot plays. Like, get him going. Like, I mean, you've only got a certain amount of time of this guy. The, the sooner you can get him up to speed and, and might make be him part of your offense and make that speed part of your offense, the better. Who was the emailer uh, earlier
3: that suggested sort of peddling Myers? And, you know, that would be a way to get more explosive if you wanted to replace Myers with Thornton. Mm-hmm. That's a totally different kind of receiver. I just, you know, Nixon's not going to give you that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but Myers, I mean, uh, Thornton could. If if he pans out and he is, as advertised, as a second-round pick and he becomes the next in this line of receivers in the last three, four years that have come right into the league and immediately produced, you
5: know,
3: you could get I – mean, you could make an argument that 40 or 50 catches from someone like that could be more valuable than 80 catches from someone like Myers.
6: Yeah. I think everyone's issue with, like, Myers is when you look at his stats, you don't see a ton of touchdowns. He has a lot of receptions, but not a lot of touchdowns, and so maybe they're looking like, okay, maybe we can trade him away and get someone who can actually
2: yep. help us
6: put yeah. points on the board.
2: I, but I, at the same time, though, I feel like there's kind of a void of simple, quick plays to the slot receiver, really. I mean, you've seen a lot of checkdowns and some really good deep passes, too, but... You know that's that I think that's maybe my biggest question right now with the offense is like you know where's Bourne and Myers like how are they going to fit in and are they going to start to you know contribute once things get real and it's real football yada 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 is that going to open them up I, I don't know I just I think that that's a part of the of it all that that isn't quite settling right for me but you know people are definitely on on Al- Michael Aguilar writing in same thing you know could Thornton could you envision him being a big factor I don't know if I'm ready to say a big factor but I just think his physical talent jumps off the field more so than you know most of the guys that are on the field right now, and at some point you got to get that involved. And the longer you wait, is it you know are are you wasting time with him, wasting mm-hmm. him under contract for four years? You know, like it's see, that's
3: my feeling on rookies in general. Like, though, I don't feel like if if you think the the salary structure is important and you're concerned about the cap and you're your roster structure in terms of the salaries that I don't think you can afford to just blanketly let rookies slowly acclimate themselves and work their way in. That's what I thought the best thing that came out of last year was you had three rookies that played major roles in Mac Jones, Christian Barmore and Ramondre Stevenson. Mm -hmm. Like, so now you don't, you didn't only get three years out of it. You're going to get a full four. And in Mac's case, you have a chance to get a fifth as the first round pick. I don't like the idea of quote-unquote red-shirting a guy unless he can't play. So if if the guy shows a modicum of ability, I, I like to get him out there and then yeah. figure out you know how I can maximize his ability on his rookie contract if that's important to you. I don't care about the roster structure salary-wise. I just want good players. So if Ronnie Perkins can't play, I don't need to get him out there because – the f- you know the four you know if Armandre Stevenson a was a flash in the pan yeah. i don 't need to get four you you know what i mean i don't need the cost effectiveness I need good players yeah, and that's why I like
2: uh yeah, you know the idea of, of of letting Thornton figure it out yeah i mean it's I think it'd be easier if Aguilor and Parker hadn't really done anything yet because those are kind of the outside guys at the top and it's hard after that practice to say, well, just get rid of Aguilar and put him on, you know, Aguilar has been pretty good. So mm-hmm. it, it's some tough choices. I mean, I think some of the depth will will get played out as, as it always does in injuries and, and some of the further competition, but, uh, Sulman in the Bay area writing in and, um, I my apologize. It's been some, quite some time since he's written in, but, uh, asking about Mac Fridays on Saturday and Friday's training camp show. It seemed he was unimpressive at times and not putting the ball where it needs to be. Uh, from what you've observed, what did you see from him that could be correctable in a short period of time? And what do you have a lot more of a long-term concern with? It's hard to discern, but I just feel like, and, and I know Mike Giardi was at practice and wrote a lot about, you know, feeling that the receivers just weren't able to get open. And granted they were in the red zone, so that's challenging for guys t- to shake loose down there. But yeah, I just felt like they're not in sync right now. Yeah, like there it's, was like
4: some timing things that,
2: you know, sometimes it's the protection, sometimes it's you know, Mac wants to go somewhere and he's gotta tuck it. It's just it's not like he's missing guys or guys are open or oh this should be it. It just kinda of feels jumbled. And again, I would connect it if this is, you know, one of these we're gonna just basically want run inside zone and, and wide zone, you know, that needs to be operational and a weapon to open up everything else with the play action. We're starting to see some of those off of the, you know, you fake like everybody's running right. And then he's going to roll back to the other side and try to hit the deep play. Um, You know, so I think it's all kind of connected. And until they get the running game kind of going, it's, it's hard to, hard to read. I mean, it's hard to put it on him and say, he's not hitting guys that are open. I don't know. I wish we had video of it because then you could see really who's getting separation and and, and who wasn't. But I don't know. What did you guys think of, of Mac overall? Just, you know, what, what are the issues there, do you think? I mean, it's all speculation, right, at this point.
6: Yeah, I think, I think it's a little bit of everything. I think it's a mixture of the musical chairs on the offensive line, obviously the new, air quote, new offense. Um, because, like, for the most part, the players are the same. You have some musical chairs on the off- o- offensive line, but you have the same wide receivers for the most part, obviously, besides Devontae Parker. Also, we haven't talked about Ty Montgomery um, at all. Um, but he had a few catches today. Because I remember talking yeah. to, talking to Alex. Yeah, but I, I brought I him like up
2: before you popped on as, as yeah. you know, just one of those guys. It just seems involved and does yeah, a lot yeah. of things. Yeah.
6: yeah, seems like a lot. I like that. I like the versatility out of him a lot. I think that the struggles in the offense. I think it's just a lot of combination of things between the musical chairs and the offensive line. Like it all starts up front, and then um, the new offense. I think, and I'm hoping that irons itself out by next week. Um, but it's hard to put a timetable on it.
2: Yeah, and I'd say, too, I mean, I think, I mean, I think the offensive line is, has been pretty good in, in drills. Like, I, I liked what I saw to Trent Brown today. I mean, the second he gets his hands on somebody, he just throws them to the ground. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe there's something there with you again, Paul. Like, mm-hmm. with the bright stuff, is that trying to find depth? Or are they, you know, not not Probably. quite as high as, as Unwenu? Well, I think I that's FFF. true. I,
3: I, there's no question about that. Otherwise, he would have started last year. He lost his starting job. But so I do think that the Hambright thing is trying to find some depth. They're trying to figure out who are our seven guys, eight guys that are going to be active on game day.
6: So question, if it if this switching them doesn't work out, do you switch them back or do you just ride it out?
2: I mean, it, it's it's a good question. If it doesn't work the way they thought, like, I you mean, you it's put the them uh, back,
6: put them back where they like with Brown and, them and oh, and Brown, Brown You're and talking about yeah. Brown and Win. Yeah. Do Wynn? you switch them back or just ride it out and oh. hope that th- as they get more reps, it just gets better?
2: It's. A, I mean, it's a good I mean, question. I, I, I think they
3: feel like Brown is better at left tackle than Win, so I don't think that's changing.
2: That's yeah.
3: I mean, I, I don't. I don't have any knowledge of that. Mm-hmm. I just. I'm. I'm doing the Fred Kirschism there. You know, Paul and Fred, one of our tenants, is always just watch what Bill does. Yeah. Don't listen to anybody saying anything. Mm-hmm. Just watch what Bill does. From the first day we got to see the 2022 team, Trent Brown's been on the left side. Isaiah Wynn's been on the right side. Anytime that both of those guys have been out on the field, that's where they've been. Yeah. And I don't And I do. I think, don't think that's going to change. And I do
2: think Wynn has gotten some left tackle reps, if I remember seeing correctly. I haven't seen it, so I can't confirm. I think I saw somebody tweet that out. But... It's a good question. I mean, I just think when they they made the switch so soon in the spring yeah. that think, it seems I like I think
3: that was when Trent Brown went and took a lap. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm dead yeah, serious. Right. Yeah. So I think possible. that was that's right. possible. And and that was
2: probably a five play span by the
3: time. Yeah, it was a long <laughs> lap. So <laughs> by <laughs> the <laughs> time Trent <laughs> Brown came back,
2: <laughs> it was uh, let's uh, let's go back to the phones real quick. Uh, we got Matt in Ohio it in. Matt, you're on Patriots
0: Unfiltered. Hey guys, how you doing?
9: Good. Uh, hey, uh, so yeah, I
0: got
10: the same concerns you guys do about the offense and defense, but. I don't want to change up uh, the subject on it, but you, what do you guys think about the recent uh, Red Sox transactions?
2: <laughs> Red Sox. Days? <laughs> was that baseball? Yeah, we got
3: <laughs> this. Isn't an off-season show. We got the training. We got training camp to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the Sox are done, but I, I, I would I would definitely look to 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 get some pieces if they could. I don't know enough about the minor leagues. It sounds like the Vasquez deal was a good one for the Red Sox, but. I don't know enough about the minor leagues to intelligently talk about that.
5: Oh, idiot! <laughs> yeah, we're on.
3: We're How's on that? We're <laughs> on that for a
2: nothing burger answer. <laughs> we're on to football. Um, Adam f- checking in uh, from somewhere. I'm not sure where exactly, but uh, curious to see how Stidham looks Thursday night. That's uh, tomorrow night. We, I guess that's going to be or two nights is the kick off the Hall of Fame game. So no, nobody here. No, no. because <laughs> I, <laughs> <not> I <laughs> saw I
6: saw a tweet that Trevor Lawrence and ETN aren't playing, and so I would imagine that you know the Raiders do the same. And just, I mean, uh, th- yeah, I just, yeah, I, 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 wouldn't imagine that we're gonna.
2: Not as much I want to see Nikhil Harry. I think there'll be a lot of, oh, <laughs> a lot God. of people hyped up for uh, Nikhil. Uh,
4: Have we heard anything at a Bears camp from him? I haven't uh, been really paying uh, attention. We, we, we heard
2: one low light, one yeah. low light for, for, <laughs> for Nikhil. Oh no,
4: imagine yeah, that. Uh, yeah,
2: the fans were enjoying. But uh, question here from Johnson in, in Nova Scotia. Um, compared to last year's camp, how has the play calling changed? Is the offense throwing the ball more? If so, are you surprised we only have Mack and Zap getting all the reps instead of another QB? Um, I just think it's the change in no the run pressure. game. There's not, there's not a lot of pulling guards. It's, it's a lot of the simple yeah, just, Yeah, I think that's know, been the change in no the system.
3: But I don't think they're throwing it any more or less. I mean, they start off obviously in short, so yeah. it's all, almost all throwing.
2: It seems pretty balanced. And, I mean, I, I, don't wanna, I really don't want to say this, but I kind of feel it. I, I kind of felt like Mack looked more comfortable last year. Out of the gate, mm. I don't know if, if if that's you know, which a, is a funny a bad because take.
3: this is a system that was more geared to what he did, right? He was more with the RPOs The mm. stuff that we talked about. Also, yeah. like, we, I mean, we, we're going back to March, our off-season shows in March with, you know, some of the stuff that quote unquote he taught Billy O'Brien <laughs> at Alabama. <laughs> you remember that whole? Yeah. So I mean, this this goes back a long way, you know. And and I don't know if we've necessarily seen. I wonder if maybe he's fine with it. But the receivers haven't been as quick to, to adapt and maybe not, aren't getting open as much. The one thing that I see about the offense all the time is it, it definitely appears to me that Mac is forced to pull the ball down yeah. way more often than he did last year. He's, he's looking to make a play with his legs and, you know, extend plays, improvise, way too many throws across his body. Um, it just hasn't. It's looked clunky.
2: Yeah. It uh, hasn't, I mean, the way you said it too, it just reminded me of what I felt like at Stidham, his rookie year, Mm. what we saw where it was just like, ah, he's just, he doesn't quite, he isn't quite there yet. It's just not, you know, he's not seeing it. And that's why you're in that weird region of like, well, is this, you know, new, new offense, there's new progressions for him to go through. We don't, we don't really know, but, um, each day you hope it gets a little better and, and i think it was a little bit better today but there's a long way to go before they uh take the field next week against the giants uh andrew from annandale virginia writes in now what's the latest on pierre strong and what sort of mm. role could he play
6: still limited right
2: yeah i mean we haven't really, you see limited. him warm up and then it seems like he kind of disappears we haven't really yeah. seen him take any reps
6: kevin harris has been i think getting more of those reps because of that um but it's still tough to see right now especially like we said like the defensive line is stuffing them so it's there's not a lot of of, of opportunity for us to really see those guys you know yeah be super productive
2: well i thought harris caught the ball pretty well today i mean i think that was a little bit of an underrated part of his game Mm -hmm. um you know he's getting the bottom reps down there with uh with jj taylor as well but again a big big bruising back it's hard to really uh get a sense of, of what he is just yet uh, stead writes, in uh, you guys have been talking about Thornton a good bit during camp seem to really be tempering your expectations uh, I know we have a poor history of drafting skill positions high but I don't think it's reasonable unreasonable to expect him to have an immediate impact um, a wide out drafted that highly on any other team would be held to a higher standard than I think Thornton is with us that's probably true uh, super excited for Mac this year I think will be great I think Bourne will be our thousand yard guy followed by Parker and John who I think John who needs over 50 catches of 750 yards to make me happy with his contract Thought uh, well, I think Johnny's looked pretty good. Sounds like Max throwing for seven thousand yards.
6: A thousand yards for Kendrick <laughs> Bourne.
2: Yeah, that that one that one right now it's 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 hard to see with how how camp has kind of started again. I think he started last year kind of slow so so you know i could see a thousand a for
6: Devonte maybe at this point but
2: be a lot of a lot of contested catches but i yeah. think John who's had a good good camp i mean i think he consistently shows up and i think the good thing with all these guys is that they're not really getting injured you're not seeing like guys in and out i mean dietrich wise has been has been limited he missed a couple days he's been back out there um you know kind of mid-practice he comes up it seems like um from the fields but you know, I think that's what that was, we're hitting a lot with Taquan Thornton. I mean, it's just what is his ceiling and how quickly can they get him to play a sizable role? And, and I think he's, you know, shown some good things with Harry, got sidelined with injuries right out of camp. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just get behind the eight ball and you never you never can't quite get caught up. I also wonder, too, if like for a rookie, you're not swimming in last year's offense to come in. And if this is a simpler offense that he doesn't he's just kind of starting from the ground level instead of having a. Unlearn certain things and maybe incorporate other new things. I Do not know Does yeah. that makes sense? I d- maybe
6: I think that one. There's not a big star. Like there, there's a bunch of pieces in the wide receiver room, but there isn't like a big gap at all. And so I think that it gives him the ability to come in and 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 be productive. I guess without being like super intimidated. I guess like he has a lot of great guys to learn from, but there's not one. There's not like one or two guys that are just like yeah. Ugh. Yeah. There's like the not that it guy. And yet. they seem like a
2: good group. They yeah. seem like there's some. Yeah. Yeah. But right now, he and I think that's why he pops, like his mm-hmm. speed. And, you know, just he, he just has those light feet. And, you know, I just I don't want to I don't want to make the comparison to Randy Moss, but there's just the body type reminds me of the long, lean kind of guy that seems to kind of build up speed, but also has, you know, some long strides that I think are deceptive to guys, you know, on the, on the shorter rides when he's breaking stuff off to the middle um as well james morris writing in too early on the spring tree nixon was getting all kinds of praise no talk mm-hmm. about him so far um how does he look i think he's just treading water right now yeah. right
6: treading water he's going
4: home staying up at night i feel <laughs> like lost in the shuffle like <laughs> lost in the shuffle i think yeah i just
3: think he's been really quiet since training camp started so like this is why like i caution sometimes Days and plays are designed, like there was, I think Tamara, you used the uh, the phrase uh, about a half hour ago about like we had a Jacoby Myers day. Like all yeah. of a sudden he caught like five or six yeah. passes, you know, and clearly things were designed to get that position involved. And there's been days early on, the first day was Devonte Parker. And back in minicamp, there was probably a period that was designed to get Trey Nixon up to speed and in, involved in some of those yeah. Connections and there really haven't been any of those since yeah. since training camp started. So he's been
6: quiet. And and I think it for mini camp Nixon also had that that ability to, you know, get more reps because Kendrick Bourne was out too. So then that was that was another piece of it. Or he wasn't there so then he had the chance to, you yeah. know, take some reps with Matt. And
2: that's and that's why when I say trading water, like waiting for his opportunity, waiting mm-hmm. for that chance to be able to to jump in Uh, oh it looks like hardy's still got our microsoft surface there uh, on the sports head upstairs maybe (laughs) never got that back huh fred (laughs) (laughs) we should go up there and uh, harass him a little bit uh todd in greenville writes in uh, i know that you cannot comment on specifics but have you seen anyone in the backfield that would normally not be there uh just a lot of the defenders i
5: think (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: Davin Garcia, Sorry, that was my that was Christian my, Barmore, yeah. Lawrence Guy. That was my bad joke of the day. Uh, have you seen any jumbo packages with a guard coming in? Is that now? I mean, it's been pretty, pretty, no. st- pretty straightforward running game. There's not, there isn't a fullback really being involved in this offense. There's nobody really playing fullback. Um, no, I agree. Hasn't I, been any of that. And you know, not no, no real shenanigans. Even like, shenanigans. of course, we wouldn't even tell you anyway. But you know, it's not. There's no, not but a I lot can tell like, you that we around. haven't. Yeah. You know. And. Uh, Let's see what else we got here. On, you know, please, uh, yeah, give us a ring as the fo- the phone the phone lines have opened up here a little bit. So eight five five Pat's five hundred. Uh, send us an email. Ask us about. I mean, I feel like we're touching on on everybody and also to probably a good point to talk. You know, some bottom of the roster signings today. Uh, Brad Hawkins, safety from Michigan. B-Hawk, uh, B-Hawk was here. B-Hawk actually uh,
3: had a a loud hit. That yeah. elicited a lot of uh, reaction from his defensive I teammates. Mean, first day, beehawk.
2: First day, making an impact, and uh, I'll, th- I'll set you up with that's this, Tamara. You know, that's yes. what his close friends call him, beehawk. As well as B-hawk. another, because you can never have too many safeties. Another safety. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you do the honors, Tamara. Number thirty-six was out there today.
6: Jalen Elliott, Notre Dame.
2: So what was what's his deal? Do you know anything about him? You have any scouting report for us here?
6: Scouting report. I was a little shocked because again, another safety. <laughs> like I, thought, I <laughs> thought she was <laughs> just. I didn't think it was that good. <laughs> 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 I'm just shocked that I didn't really see that as a need right now. Not to say that he's not a good player. He's a great player. But I think I was a little shocked at we're not bringing in I want another linebacker maybe like
2: i mean you already got just like seven safeties now yeah. we're up to
6: like all nine. the
4: signings we've made have been like receivers and safeties.
6: yeah and so <laughs> the it's two like two of the deepest areas yeah so I'm, I'm a little bit confused i was i was a little shocked about that i was looking for maybe like a linebacker was he there um, was he there during your time yeah she he was yeah. he was So he's a little um, bit surprised. yeah with the lions before this um and so i'm 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 not too sure how this is gonna shake out considering all the safeties that we already have. A
2: lot of guys above him and I mean and I will say too, uh, you know, guy we haven't mentioned, everybody's on undrafted rookie free agent watch. I mean, Brendan Schooler seems like he's in like the the Matthew School uh Matthew Slater School of Special Teams, like private (laughs) tutoring sessions and uh you know, it looked like he was getting some things right today. I was just watching some of the drills that he was doing on, you know, blocking on punt return and, you know, just getting some mm-hmm. some good encouragement from from Cam Acord on, on the job he was doing just in terms of getting in position and blocking. So uh, you can never rule out, of course, the special team studs that, that come in here and, and play significant roles. Um, did you?
6: What about um, we're still talking, again, per Alex's comment about us being super deep on wide receiver and safety. Lil' Jordan Humphrey? Lil' Jordan? We haven't talked not about a that.
2: lot, a not a lot. A little, Jordan.
6: A little Jordan, did he make a play today, Paul? I think he, he did made catch a,
3: play a today. pass today.
2: He did catch a pass, and
3: not uh, in like eleven on eleven. I yeah. don't mean like to be dismissive, like oh, he caught a pass. No,
2: <laughs> in eleven yeah. on eleven, yeah, like yeah. The, mm-hmm. you know, the real thing. I mean, yeah. he put him with with Christian Wilkerson, guys that you know pop up maybe with a catch here or there with the second team with, with Bailey Zappi. Uh, the other addition they had made was was Josh Hammond, uh, another practice squad guy who's uh, been around a little bit. Um, one more guy I wanted to to mention oh just in on Hawkins you know uh, coming out of Michigan another mm-hmm. like safety strong safety box safety Patrick Chung was here mm-hmm. earlier um asked Bill Belichick today about just this group and you know how much that position has evolved because it certainly seems like it's a strength of the team if they're able to put them all in the field but mm-hmm. I think the question is how do you get all those guys involved I mean Jabril Peppers is they're all kind of unique they all kind of have unique uh traits and stuff and um, you know, just running through, I mean, Adrian Phillips has been super involved. McCordy on the back end doing some coverage as well. I mean, I think Duggar's been a little bit of a buzz yeah. guy who's who's uh, had a big interception to end, I think it was Saturday's practice, but has gotten picked on a little bit in coverage. Devontae
6: Parker. With mm-hmm. some of
2: the tight ends as well. I think, you know, John Jonu had, had him on a couple. Um, I think he's a guy to watch. I mean, I know a lot of people are kind of hyped for him to maybe take that next step mm-hmm. as a safety, but we've talked about how do you take the next step when that's such a big group and you're all going to play, you know?
6: Yeah. Do you – so I was just thinking about this earlier. Do you see, you know, someone that's going to fill the void of J.C. Jackson <laughs> yet or not yet, still early?
2: I, I mean – Oh, I,
3: yeah. Uh, fill the void of J.C.? Mm-hmm. No, they don't have anybody that can do that. A th- that's, a, that's a concern. And, I, I mean, the secondary – it's funny because the secondary is – Locked up these receivers for the most part, but mm-hmm. I think that's more about the offense's transition than it is
6: the defense showing up. Yeah.
3: Some something about the defense. I I think the front, the defensive front, has been pretty strong, but the secondary to me, like Jalen Mills, is you know a scrappy guy that we saw last year, but I don't think he's
6: J C Jackson caliber.
3: J
2: C Jackson or you know Steph Gilmore. He's not. He's not that kind of player. Yeah. Well, the, the final member of the the squad today is joined. Evan Lazar is now uh, checking in after uh, getting me I the can feel? check out and write. <laughs> <laughs> your turn. No, it's your and turn to go right, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> well, Evan, we've been—I mean, we've been going around the horn right now, and uh, I just want to give you a chance to, to weigh in on just some general general thoughts about uh, what you've taken from from Patriot training camp here in the first six days.
11: Well, I, I was listening a little to a little bit of the first hour, and I thought that Paul nailed it when he said it's, it's another one. Now there you go. Days. There's another you one go. that's going to go far <laughs> in this business. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) thank you we're two padded practices in right Mm -hmm. and you're installing a new system which whether they want to admit it or not is very different there's a transition from what they're doing before and there's a rush to judgment that all of us have to deal with right where you you got to hold back a little bit and and not get too far ahead of yourself here the Patriots and, and Bill Belichick would love to hear me say this. They don't play a regular season game for over a month, right? I so I've heard that before. Right. <laughs> so to get all caught We're up... We're just
3: trying to get the quarterback salary <laughs> to change.
11: To get all caught up in the fact that in the second padded practice, the running game looks shaky, <laughs> to put it politely, yeah. it is a little bit premature. It, yeah. it is. Now, the one thing that I, I'll say about the offense that worries me is today in particular and we talked to him after practice and and you know Mac he's he's a statesman he's going to say all the right things Mm -hmm. at the podium but he looks like somebody that is not quite understanding what they're doing completely all the time and he's the most important guy in the room So if he doesn't understand it or he doesn't feel comfortable running it, then they probably shouldn't be running it. And I think that that's where they have to figure things out over the next couple weeks is, is this actually what's best for the personnel that we have? Because I've been clamoring for watching practice. Let's get into the two minute. Let's get some pace to this thing. Let's put Mac in the shotgun and let's spread the field. And if he doesn't look good, then that, then it's, time to be a little bit worried yeah but because he's not running bootleg actions very well i i, I can't really get all hot and bothered about that yet. two practices in
3: yeah I, and i agree with the the stuff i mean i'm not going to get into the x's and o's because that's for yeah. brighter football minds than than me that's fine. but what i will say is they'll figure out the stuff that's working better mm-hmm. and they'll stick it's like last year right at the outset you didn't see bombs away you saw a lot of quick stuff to James White in the first game. You know, Maybe a wheel route, route down the sideline was probably the, the highlight offensive yeah. play of that opener mm-hmm. yep. against Miami. You saw a lot of running the football. They'll fall back into the things that they're doing best mm-hmm. and then you'll see them spread the field a little bit and then work off of that. I do feel like in order for this offense to get any better than it did last year, they're going to have to find a way to get the ball downfield more effectively than they did last year. That's not really been the problem. Like, the th- th- yeah. the execution of whatever they're doing right now is the problem. Not, oh, Matt can't throw it. You know, the whole, like, the, the, arm, the arm strength thing has nothing to do, again, with how far he throws it. It's how long it takes it to get there. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's been the problem so far. It's been yeah. execution sort of widespread. And you talked about the running game, Evan. <laughs> that that, I'll say, has been an abject disaster, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as, and, as my buddy Bernard's. And
6: Mac, that was actually one of Mac's quotes today. He's like, it's our job to execute, and we're not doing that. Like, yeah. we're not executing. It, it's like they could give us all the plays in the world, but, like, if we're not executing it, if we're not doing our job, then, of course, it's gonna, not going to work.
2: Yeah, and I, I, I liked Evan's point just about we haven't seen any of, like, the situational football where you're going down the field and Bill's putting the ball here, and then, all right, and then boom, boom, boom. I mean, you haven't seen any of that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a a great point. But I think it begs the question, though, you know, you're supposed to tailor this offense right to Mac. Like, isn't this supposed to be playing to his strengths? Isn't this supposed to be doing what he does best? Like, should there be this much of an adjustment period when you're supposed to be tacking into what he does best? That's, you know, that's the question.
11: Yeah, and I like a lot of the elements of what they're trying to do because I think the main goal of it is to try to get some of these faster playmakers, or good ball carriers that they do have, into space more often, which I think is a good goal to have. But you start to talk about the Shanahan tree and the McVeigh coaching staff or, or wherever you want to go with it, and look at the quarterbacks that those coaches have targeted now that they have some consistency in their program. It's Trey Lance, it's Matthew Stafford, it's Zach Wilson with the Jets. These are athletic Big armed, you know, high arm talent level quarterbacks. These are not, you know, the guys that win with accuracy, with good, uh, you know, mechanics and and with good reads and and timing and things like that above the ears, like like Mac does. This is all about physical tools, and, and there's a reason why the 49ers traded in Jimmy G for Trey Lance. There's a reason why the Rams traded in Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford. It's because those quarterbacks fit what they do schematically a little bit better. So my biggest concern with what they're doing schematically offensively is number 10. Is this what's best for Mac Jones, or is this what's going to get the best out of him? Because ultimately, yeah, it might be great for Johnny Smith to, to run some some motion and, and to run some zone concepts and things like that, but the offense is not going to take off because Johnny Smith is having a little bit more of a productive season. It's going to take off because Mac Jones makes that step forward.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's and that's why I never really bought Mac to the 49ers last year when that was a rumor at three. Like It just didn't really seem to fit like that Shanahan, what he wants to do. So I, th- that's why overall, I just I have some questions. I think if we had come out here and seen a bunch of RPOs, what Mac did in college, and we'd be like, all right, this is making sense. But yeah. none of that really. Uh, Evan, what about on the defensive side of the ball? Just you know, what what's kind of stood out to you? Any players or, or anything that you know these first few days that, that have caught your eye?
11: Yeah, we'll see if it if it keeps up. Just how much of it is it the offense struggling versus yeah. the defense? But the line of scrimmage has been dominated by the defense through two padded practices. Really, give, him another, very star. N- <laughs> <laughs> give <him> another star, give another star, very consistently and. Not Not just the starting defensive line, but also the second string defensive line has. Controlled the trenches as well.
3: Gets back to what Daniel Aquale.
11: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Daniel Aquale and one-on-ones yeah. had a, yeah. had a few wins yesterday. Today it was a little bit uh, more on the offensive line side of thing. But yeah. overall, when we get into 11-on-11s, uh, the defensive front, the linebacker group, you feel a lot more optimistic about that group. I'm still not ready to get super hyped up about the corners yet, just because what they're going up against currently right now is is not going uh, to be uh,
5: <laughs> Ty going against Tyree Kill and Jalen yeah. Waddle in
11: Week One. So <laughs> <laughs> so well, let's wait and see on the back end, but in terms of the front end, I think coming into uh, the it, into camp, linebackers in particular was one spot where it seemed like the team wanted to move forward with a different regime there. And uh, I would say that guys like Rayquan McMillan, Mac Wilson, I think moves at a different speed than some of the other linebackers they've had here at a, in uh, in the past, and even Jawan Bentley, who uh, not to give away too much of what they're doing with juan bentley but they're moving him into spots where i think he's going to be less in coverage and less in space and not have to worry about those foot races as much over the middle of the field so i like what they're doing in the front seven defensively and i could go through the whole depth chart on the defensive line and say oh this guy's been pretty good that guy's yeah. been pretty good henry anderson uh, some of the younger guys like Le'Bron ray had a good day i was today. just about
2: to bring him off someone dave yeah. in bethlehem just wrote in asking about uh, about LeBron ray this yeah perfect yeah one Time of the paul to write we get we, we have gotten to the Le LeBron Ray
3: portion of the show.
11: <laughs> hey, listen, second-to-last rep of 11-on-11s, everybody's hooting and hollering because Nelson Aguilar caught the ball at the back of the end zone, and it was a good pass from Mac. LeBrian Ray would have hit his arm, maybe would have sacked him, honestly, if this was a live situation, went mm-hmm. right around Trent Brown. I, so he's, he's I, I looks agree. good.
3: And I know exactly the play you're talking about because I just wrote it up for Aguilar, because I'm writing Aguilar. <laughs> I, choose to fo- I choose to focus on the skill position, guys, but I know exactly the rep you're talking about. Absolutely.
2: So, I mean, just to, to get back to the offense for a second. Because, uh, just why do you think they did this? Like, why do you think they changed to this? Like, what, what, you know? I know you said that you think they're trying to play to their strengths, but then when you try to match up what they have—a quarterback and you know running back—I I think is a strength. You know, is this going to help the running game? You think are these guys, you know, going to be better zone read instead of you know power and having guys pull and all the all the stuff that they used to do, which seemed like an almost. Uh, overwhelmingly I don't want to say complex but just the volume of mono running plays that they would do whether yeah. they had a full back end or not or two tight ends why why, why is this what we're trying to go towards well
11: uh, the one thing i keep on coming back to is if you read about the Shanahan tree and you study some of their their tape and stuff like that it, it's simple it, it's really not an overly complex Scheme, It's got maybe three or four route combinations that they really stick to, especially to their under center stuff. And it's wide zone left. It's wide zone, right. Yeah. It's a, l- it's a, l- a little <laughs> bit of inside zone sprinkled in just to keep the defense off balance. Yeah. But for the most part, you're, you could have, you know, Sean McVay probably has a play sheet. That's 10 plays long. Some in some weeks, you know, some installs. So for the most part, I, I think that the simplification, and this is what, Belichick was talking about during minicamp, the streamlined version of this offense, I think that's number one, is that they're trying to make things easier to digest. And you look at somebody like Tyquan Thornton, who has had a nice start to training camp here, you, you look at him and you say, okay, well, how can we develop receivers better? How can we integrate young receivers better? And, and maybe getting into more simplified air when it comes to terminology, when it comes to route concepts, uh, will help guys like Tyquan Thornton, Devontae Parker, uh, you know, newcomers to this system, pick it up a, a little bit quicker. Uh, that, that's, I think, the number one thing. Uh, you know, you mentioned sort of they're seeing a lot of the, the zone concepts out at practice. I also have noticed that when they run to the left side, which is Cole Strange's side and Trent Brown's side, uh, they are a little bit more successful than when they run to the right side. And I wonder how much that has to do with, okay, on when he was 325 pounds and you're asking him to step out and and get out on the perimeter – Whereas Cole Strange is drafted because he's a super athlete and that's what he does. You know, there is a little bit of that as well, where I think they're a little bit better running left right
2: Well, now. it's an interesting point because we had just brought up on when you earlier and, and you know, Hambright getting a little run with, with some of those guys and pulling on when you out. And we were kind of speculating. Do you think maybe so? You know, Not yeah to speculate, but perhaps they're saying the, on when you might be a casualty of this switch and we need to get somebody who can move a little bit better you know maybe will sherman uh, i don't i don't know how uh you know he's been kind of up and down i think i i seem to recall seeing a couple couple laps by him um but i just see you put your piece up too (laughs) uh we're we're struggling here uh (laughs) in the early days of camp but you know if it is so simple then why is it so hard to
6: get that's that's what i'm trying to figure out if it's if it's streamlined and it's supposed to be easy like why where is the disconnect like yeah is it the musical chairs is it the new pieces well, and, is and how it
2: important is it in sync too and moving the line and having all the line as one because i feel like that's a key part of this of of, of all the line moving as one and being able you know to pick up guys and i mean you go back to Denver I mean they're, they're, they were the ones that you know been running this thing forever and just seemed to plug back after back after back in that had you know a thousand yard plus seasons mm-hmm. Mike Anderson being one of a couple of fat guys that randomly had good seasons there here and there but um, you know at some point it's it's, it's got to start to turn around a little bit but I I also wonder, you know, Matty P talking about, oh, as a defensive coach, I know the things that gave us problems, mm-hmm. and you know, famously, Patriots' performance against the Sean McVay offense in the Super Bowl, we able to, you know, hold them to what three points. Uh, you know, how do those two things marry up? You know, in terms of how Belichick and the Patriots' offense were or defense were able to stifle that attack, you know, to the point now, which again, this doesn't all settle well for me because it just doesn't, doesn't sound like something Bill Belichick would do. Like all of a sudden, go. All right, we got to go to this other zone run scheme that's been around forever. That you know, I've never really, you know, I have never been a part of that tree or anything like that. And now we're going to do it. Like, is it just to keep it simple? Is do you think that that, you know, do you think those that the backs that they have right now can be effective in that scheme?
11: Well, I think the main thing to answer your question is. Up front, there's a lot of breakdowns that are going on right now, and I mean, I was charting 11-on-11s and passing drills for the most part at the end there, and I wrote down three or four times, unblock defender, right Mm. through the line, right, and that is not about physical breakdowns right yeah. it's not like cole strange or trent brown or david andrews just can't block the guy lined up across from him. that's gonna happen you know miscommunication I, I, right it's miscommunication I, I wrote in my piece you know matthew judon he, he got around trent brown on one play. he's a pro bowler like he's gonna get around people sometimes right yeah. that's gonna happen christian barmore is a game wrecker he's gonna wreck the game every once in a while but the problem is is when you write you know 94 unblocked off the left side bats a pass down that's henry anderson juan bentley off the left side again, unblocked, right to the quarterback, and then Matt goes and he runs around and acts like he scored a touchdown when <laughs> Jawan Bentley was going to light him up. The crowd's um, like applauding. Yeah, yeah. The crowd <laughs> thinks. Go, Matt.
3: Go. Biggest crowd reaction of the day was a sack. I wrote it. <laughs> <about> it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
11: yeah. You know th- those. And ty- they had no idea that it was a sack. <laughs> right. Those types of plays a big thing with this outside zone running game is those interior combination blocks where you have to work up to the second level that's a dance right you, the rhythm of it it's it's a real rhythmic thing where the running backs and the combo blocks need to sync up so that the back is cutting exactly when the combo block yeah. is coming off and I those know. types of things and the timing needs to be down so we saw today Raquan McMillan shoot the gap and he just got through for a tackle for loss on Damian Harris oh, it, almost one. instantly Yeah, and I those are the one types of plays that the communication not seeing it through the same set of eyes and max said it after practice we got to put it up on the board we got to watch the play and we got to say to ourselves all right this guy came through unblocked what do we do about yeah. it and those are some of the problem solving things that i think they're doing probably right now as, as yeah. we sit here and record the podcast I'm what do you just
2: oh, go ahead I, I just
6: I'm, I'm i just keep going back to the like math conversation and just like Calculus is the same, like <laughs> the same, and so if three people are are teaching the same offense, you can teach it differently, so that's where I'm like,
3: can I have a question it's been an hour and eighteen minutes, and I haven't really mentioned the you know the the offensive coordinator situation and <laughs> <enough. laughs> i I personally think, and Freddie and I have have bickered about this because that's what Fred and I do. We bicker, but I wonder, to your point, Tamara, if this whole quote-unquote change, streamlining, whatever you want to call it, was because they don't have anybody to implement what they were doing. Mm -hmm. You know, Josh McDaniels has been around forever, and all of the coaches that were really a part of that system have never coached that system. And I know Matt Patricia has been around for a long time, but the vast majority of his experience has been on defense. Joe Judge, special teams. So those were your two best options, and you decided to do it. I still think that's the reason why we saw Ivan Fears here every day in the spring is because he was here for one reason and one reason only, and that was to help acclimate those two guys, Judge and Patricia, into some of the Patriots' offensive concepts. That's why I don't think this is just a widespread, hey, take that old playbook, Evan, throw <laughs> it away, <laughs> and here's the new one we're going to do. I think it is a streamlining. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think it's a complete overhaul. I think they're trying to do some things differently that maybe Judge and Patricia do have some background in to make it easier for them. And I do think part of it was is for Mac, because I do think Mac, like like Evan talked about, with the, the spread, you know, getting in the, in the shotgun, maybe doing some RPO stuff. Some, you know, some things that are, he was a little bit more comfortable with, yeah. admittedly, with dynamic athletes all around him at Alabama that he does not have now. But that might be part of it, too. But I feel like if, if Josh McDaniels were still here, I don't think we'd be talking about we need to, to, to streamline this no. to, for mm-hmm. Mac and the rest of them. Yeah, I think this was for the coaches. Yeah, that, that was sort of what I was getting at when I said it's simplified. I, I, yeah. I don't
11: think it's simplified necessarily for the players, especially not for Mac Jones, because I think that he's got a great grasp of football and, and could probably do just about anything. When I was watching practice today and watching guys come through unblocked and things like that, all I could think about was where the heck is Dante Scarneckia <laughs> and can we just like get him in here for a couple weeks through the rest of training <laughs> camp? Because I could see Scar just ripping <laughs> them in new one right now that's another if good, good saw point that practice. I'm going to pick at now for the next month <laughs>
3: <laughs> maybe if your offensive <laughs> coordinator didn't have to coach the offensive line you'd be able to keep the defensive lineman out of the back I know
11: he's happy in uh, retirement <laughs> and, and he deserves to retire and I, I don't back. I don't actually want him to come back because he's done enough for this organization <laughs> no, he's not but, coming back. but I, I mean that was the one thought that crossed my mind for sure during practice today it was just like Man, if if Scar saw the the schemes that they were running and how yeah. they were running them, I mean, it must drive him crazy that they're not pulling guards and having fullbacks anymore. Like that's he's old school, right? And and this yeah. type of stuff that they're doing now, I, I think would really he would be like,
3: what are we doing, Bill? I'll tell you one like, thing, no. knock on wood, but you know we're talking about we got to figure out how to get the offense on track six days into camp. <laughs> you look, you look on, on Twitter around the league, guys should get like Tim Patrick for. Broncos, carted off the field oh. during today's practice. Ryan Jensen, the, you yeah. know, Pro Bowl center for the Bucks, looks like he's going to be out long-term. Jordan Poyer, you know, all-pro safety what him? for Buffalo. Last play of practice, left uh, getting an MRI on his elbow, looked like a serious injury. Oh, I think they already lost Micah Hyde for a little while, yeah. right? Yep. So it could be a lot worse. They yep. could be, we could be talking about how are they going to replace <laughs> – you know, some of these guys that we think are going to be a big part of the equation, and, you know, knock yeah. on wood, so far, none of that. Now, I guess Tim Patrick had to be carted off, too. Yeah. So, yeah.
6: And the 49ers, who I've awful. seen like Broncos double country? digit interceptions right. by Trey Lance.
2: <laughs> uh, well, that, you know, the question that pops into my, my yeah. mind, though, yeah, is, no. and, and, and Fred, Fred says this all the time. You know, last year, teams said the Patriots were easy to defend. Is simplifying your offense going to make it harder to defend or easier to execute for you and therefore harder to defend? You know, it's like, well, well if everybody knows what you're I doing now, and is that, insisted, does that make it harder?
3: F, this is another one that I bickered <laughs> with. <right laughs> on the, the reason you're easy to defend is because you don't have dynamic players. Like, I don't yeah. care what your system is, because the only reason why they ever made plays last year to me is when they completely tricked the opponent. So you can scheme up and get Anybody open, but if you can't just consistently line up and win one on one battles, it's going to be hard to, you know, make yourself difficult to defend. I don't care what system you're running. I think yeah.
11: the one thing that I, I've seen out there that does give me some promise, and I.
9: Oh, not, good. Not, good, please. Not to hype up the <laughs> rookies <laughs> on, too go. much, I, right? Yeah. But Taekwondo Thornton yeah. can run. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. guy can
11: fly. Yep. And at this point, it, that's what you got, right? Is I, I think that we talk about dynamic playmakers the two guys that have really stood out to me throughout camp even going back to the last week are bar Moore, who we've talked a lot about and Tyquan thornton and his speed is you want to come and see speed and, and see it in person and is it legit mm-hmm. like is this just a 428 in indy at the combine and spandex or is this actually football fast and he is actually football fast so if they can find ways to get the ball to him down the field I think he's going to be able to separate. I think he's going to be able to take off. But the problem is right now, in order to get the guys up field, you got to be able to block them up front for mm-hmm. long enough for them to get down there. So uh, that that's you know obviously marrying it up. But
2: Tyquan Thornton's
11: got legitimate nfl speed you know take the top off type
2: speed yeah that was we were i mean we we spent a lot of time on him today i mean and for and for good reason and i think the the question was you know i think we we're like oh is he kind of a redshirt year he's going to be oh we'll put him out there for a couple plays let him run down the field and give the defense something to think about you know is it and, and and i also made the point that it feels like it would be easier to say just throw him out there and get him really involved if parker and aguilar weren't weren't having pretty good camp so far uh where do you fall evan on on how do you get him up to speed asap make get that speed into your offense let it translate so that you're you, you finally have these athletes like Paul was talking about guys that can push the envelope and 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 you know in my phrase turn the screws on defenses of like watch watch i mean I, he won't be 51 of course <laughs> once we get to the season but watch 51 on the outside we know you know it's something to think about
11: yeah i, I think at this point it's obviously super early but i don't know if they can afford to keep him off the field for uh, yeah. very long because he is by far their, their most dynamic receiver in terms of speed and ability to separate down the field. He's got a different level of it than like Nelson Aguilar does. Who's also really fast. So I, I think you look at some of the things that I, I hope that they do with him uh, also don't just involve running in a straight line down the field, right? Maybe he runs yeah. in a straight line across the field, or maybe he takes a jet sweeper an end around or something like that. And at least provides that horizontal and vertical stretch of the defense i mean you talked about maybe throwing him out there as a decoy like i'm fine with that if he's playing 50 uh, percent of the snaps and a lot of it is just him taking the safety with him and, and trying to pull coverage away from other guys like that there's a very good use of that role as well so it doesn't necessarily have to come in targets and, and yeah. in production on the box score if he's just out there I think his speed just affects the way the defense has to play you now they just got to figure out ways to fill in the intermediate level with the other guys and all of a sudden you got some space to work with which over the last couple of years I doubt is a big part of what they're trying to do is everything seemed like it was happening in a phone booth whether yeah. it was the running game or as the passing game you're talking about like a 20 yard box that everything is going on again uh, offensively and, and maybe somebody like Tyquan Thornton or even Aguilar today hit a, hit a throw down the field uh, Devontae Parker the other day had one down the left sideline so maybe they can stretch the field a little bit more this year but Tyquan's speed you have to put the safety over the top or have, respect the deep post or something like that that's with him why on the I field. think they
3: have to find a way to get him active right away and give him some Bethel Johnson like chances yeah. and yeah. hope that he makes a couple of catches because that will make every defensive coordinator take him into account the rest of the way.
2: Yeah, and I, I mean, I've I've been impressed. I mean, they haven't just been running him outside too. They've been running him out of the slot plenty. He's caught some passes over the middle. Sometimes he's almost gotten lit up a little bit. Yeah, I much don't much need like, any of that. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa <laughs> <doesn't he> <laughs> <guys>? <laughs> I think he'll, I think he'll break. know, I think he'll break if you try to yeah. use yeah, him like God. Dion Branch. I don't need that, but it's at least encouraging to think about you know, just the potential. I mean, everybody thinks about out wide receiver going deep, but, you know, I think having that, you know, seam stretcher, not that, you know, that that, that that's max strength, but it still gives you something else uh, to think about. Yeah, Born, dis- quiet so far? Quiet
11: so far. We've seen him flash a few times, maybe more in the non-padded practices in the red zone and stuff like that. But I think Thornton in the slot, you know, he's not going to be Julian Edelman. He's not going to be Wes Welker, but – you get that vertical slot element which if you look at max alabama tape him and Devonte Smith, John Mechie, I mean, that's where he lived, right? Slot fades, uh, things of uh, deep crossing routes or over routes, like things like that, were his bread and butter at Alabama, and that seems like where Tyquan could really thrive. I- I'm okay with him not running the juke series over the middle and-, and getting lit up by 240-pound <laughs> linebackers, but you get him up the field, uh, I-, I think you can have yeah. some elements of that. But it's been a little bit of a quiet camp for for Kendrick Bourne at least since the the pads came on. He's kind of a gamer though, so I, I wonder. <laughs> Last maybe year. he's kind I of like a quiet practice player in general. Uh, Jacoby Myers has f- flashed a few times here and there with the stuff underneath and, and things like that. So maybe he can be that guy again who can kind of just move yeah. the chains with Aguilar and, and Thornton and Parker working over the top and obviously have the tight end. So they got plenty of options. It's just putting it all together that seems to be yeah. the problem right now.
2: Making it more than the, the sum of the parts. Uh, let's jump to the phones. we got Dan from Virginia, Michigan. Hey, Dan, what's going on?
10: Hey, guys. First off, uh, I just want to say a big welcome to Evan, NSA. It's great to see you on the uh, Greatest Patriots podcast.
11: I know who this <laughs> is. Thank you very there much. Are, Thank you.
10: <laughs> there are rankings. I know everyone the rankings said that you're third, but there are rankings and there are realities. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we all know that PU reigns. Um, with regards to camp and Belichick's um, tendency to draft uh, unorthodox players and put them in places we weren't expecting, Do you think when when you're evaluating Patriots camps that you have to – that you evaluate the context, like who the players are playing with um, and who they're being talked to by the coaches and so forth more than people watching other teams going through training camps? Or is that just – you think it's part of the course?
2: I'm not sure I follow – I'm not sure I follow what you mean. Like, I mean, I I think I – personally, I always take the context in of who's kind of in there. I mean, it's certainly – pings the radar when you see a guy like Arlington Hambright go in and Michael and when you come out there's a lot of rotation going on though so you know it might be Parker Bourne and Aguilar one series and then you know they'll put Nixon and and, you know other guys in there there'll be two tight ends so um, but I do I think I'm guilty of tending to zone out when there's like all the backups are in and you're kind of like all right, I need a break or when they start special teams I go to get a a Gatorade is that what you mean does that answer your question Dan?
10: Yeah kind of I'm I'm talking more about how you know, there are guys that we've seen drafted over the years and we've had great expectations for and look forward to seeing them and then we see somebody some other player actually get on the field more, play with the ones um, have, more, have more show time and so it, it just seems like this, the sheer talent uh, of a player isn't necessarily what Bill's looking at as much as uh, perhaps might be looked at on other teams
2: yeah, well, I mean, I think I think the example we had of of Hambright and Onwenu, like maybe on You, although a great fit for a, you know a power run scheme, you know, maybe he's not a great fit for this. So that like you know I, I, I you can see some of that some of that jiggering, and, and especially on the defensive side of the ball too, where it's I just think they have the ability to go small and fast now, and you know I don't know how effective it's going to be, but you know between Uche and Mac Wilson and Barmore and even Aquale we mentioned, who's kind of shown some upfield toughness and, and some ability to get after it a little bit like i just think they have a bunch of options i don't know how it's gonna all come come together i think about like the the 2009 2010 defenses where it was like wholesale changes where it's like if it's a rundown we got these whole 11 guys and then you know not maybe not 11 but you know eight nine guys it's that's how many guys you have to change out so uh we'll see it's just like the offense it's about finding the combination that that all starts to click and i think they've got some options but but they haven't quite started to click yet Thank you Dan, appreciate the call. Uh, I think we're going to take a brief break here at uh 1:30 as we've gone an hour and a half and uh, we need to get 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 a pizza break. Man. Quick break in. Where's
6: the pizza? Pay man? some
2: pay some uh, pay some bills and and eat some food. Oh all right, we're going to hold off on the break for just a minute. Oh.
6: Uh, I think this, this gives me deja vu of when restaurant? Fred tried to go to break and then no break. I think
2: we'll do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> we'll, we'll, apparently pizza times in demand here today at uh, training camp, uh, Patriots training camp, but uh, Let's see. Let's check in with Alex. So for I, I want to check in with you about off the field right now. A little, little, uh, we had okay. some great stuff yesterday about, about Bill Russell. I thought, I mean, a, a legend who had come up on the show a couple of weeks ago randomly. And I was like, he's just a living legend. And, um, of course his, uh, you know, his legacy and everything he did, um, for Boston, for African-American athletes. I mean, just, you know, he, he he's, on the hall of or the mount rushmore of Boston sports um, you know what did you take away yesterday from from some of the players Slater McCordy talking yeah, about Slater Bill Russell. and
4: McCordy spoke really extensively about how Bill Russell was just the guy that they kind of looked up to mm-hmm. you hear about growing up and then that they've kind of modeled their off the field behavior after in terms of what both of them are doing in the communi- community using their platforms and I mean a guy like Bill Russell Muhammad Ali they kind of Laid out the blueprint for using your platform to incite the change you want to see in the world, right? So, I'm um, clearly Matthew Slater and McCordy were good students of Bill Russell and really great, insightful comments from both of them just about his lasting impact, really extending really far beyond basketball and even mm-hmm. the city of Boston.
6: Yeah. I liked how I think it was Slater who said, you know, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for Bill Russell. Yeah. And so I was just like, Thinking about that and thinking about, like, like how much power was in that statement, which is, like, that's actually a really good point. It's true. Like,
4: I mean, looking back to when th- the Celtics were the first team to draft a black player, the first team to field an all-black starting five. Bill Russell was their first ever, I think, in all of North American professional sports, the first black head coach. So really paving the way and then dealing with a lot of crap here in Boston mm-hmm. and not letting it get him down and kind of rising above it.
2: Yeah. Well, huge, huge loss, plenty of tributes everywhere. Alex wrote up a, a really nice piece yesterday of, of, you know, everything the guys had to say, um, you know, it's just, it's Boston sports. It's uh, you know, the teams are, are all separate teams, but mm-hmm. it does still feel like there's a through line of, of, of sports fans here that, you know, especially growing up, not even being the biggest basketball fan, but just, you know, m- knowing what what bill russell meant to the town i mean he just like towered over this city even growing up when i was like in the thick of larry bird and dennis johnson and robert Parrish and you know those teams of the 80s but uh but a sad loss and and certainly he'll his his legacy will will live on here uh forever what else we got here before the food runs in anybody anybody got anything here, it here? oh here it comes matt all right Some, what a perfect uh, k- time a kid
6: had probably the best like <laughs> Fifth birthday in the history of fifth birthdays. Oh, Mac with, Jones. With Mac, yeah.
2: And I was like, I don't remember what I did for my fifth birthday. but for this, this It is per- wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool meeting Mac. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, eat some food, pay some bills, and uh, we'll be right back after this.
0: Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, summer baseball, and more, our classrooms were set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu.
12: Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
8: In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game. Not just the end game. Michelob Ultra. 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri.
13: How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast. It's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on. Only on Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speedtest Speed Test Intelligence data Q2
14: 2020. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants including Six String Grillin' Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands.
4: We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering.
0: We
14: are patriots And our standards are a little different We don't just carry the hopes of a city But the hopes of an entire region For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb And our favorite ring is the next one Our job isn't done until the final down is played And everyone knows we gave it our all We the fans march forward with the power to do what it takes, just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020 Bank of America Corporation.
0: Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, summer baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu.
12: Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
8: In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away, they take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra. 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri.
13: How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near-zero lag. And it's not just fast; it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on. Only on Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speedtest Speed
14: Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com.
0: And now, great moments in history.
1: Go to the Ace Ticket Hotline, Rogers in Foxborough. Hey, Roger.
10: Hey guys, first of all, I think we need to let Megan talk more. You guys bickering in the background. She's the best you have on that show right now. Okay,
1: well, listen.
0: <laughs> oh, another suck Oh My God. Her um, head's going to be bigger there's than no, Andy's There's no smooth.
1: muzzle on Megan. She can talk anytime she wants. So I heard
7: that uh, Dontrell
10: Inman is retiring. Uh, does that mean we have a chance for Danny Etling to be a legitimate receiver on this team?
3: Yeah, I don't know about the retiring thing, but Dontrell Inman looks lost. In, in the first three yeah, days yeah. of practice, he was late I can to
10: tell not right? Right? He, he was late to camp, and now he's not out here. It doesn't feel like a guy who's coming Inman wasn't late He was camp. not late
3: to camp, no.
12: Oh, there were reports that he was not going to show up on time, and then Inman? he did. But he I was. I believe See, there were.
3: Megan oh, he, he was himself. not here. He was, he was, he yes. Was, but he was here. And then he yes. shut your
12: mouth and let the lady speak.
2: Wow.
3: You can continue to make stuff up, but he's been the first guy on the field the first three days. No, but I know
12: what and you're talking And then you can about. call
3: him late if you want, but that's okay.
12: But You can come without information
3: and just be a smart <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. all right yeah, Thank, you're right thanks roger i'm sorry you're right roger roger you're bringing right. it that's another great moment from
2: i still don't get how you guys didn't realize that was andy
3: yeah we were outside there was it's a lot of good. noise yeah
2: well we got another special guest Plus, i think now. i'm the only one that didn't know <laughs> we're not saying another special guest mr fred Kirsch. Hi, Is thanks for you? having me. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Fred. He's checking in. He got some free time to uh, weigh in. And uh, well, what do you think, Fred, of what you've been hearing no, so far? No, I was
1: listening and I, it's it was a real good conversation, um, especially when, you know, you guys were talking about why, why are they making this offensive change? You know, we've established that they are making the change. There's no doubt about it. Players are saying they have, you know, you're, you're seeing it for yourselves with your own eyes. It's different. Why are they doing it? And I think, you know Evans answer could be the most simple answer because they want to simplify it okay. and you know maybe bill said you know we lost four guys to las vegas and it's not like the offense has been great the last 3 years you know um and maybe bill said you know what it's time for a fresh start you know it's not like mac is going to be losing uh, you know that much by changing it now in his second year so this is our opportunity with new offensive coaches um to to just start on a on a fresh and maybe he thinks this is what's best you know for the talent that he has I, I mean, but but it, it's a I think it's a valid question why why the change why the wholesale change
2: I mean I think there is something to be said for just doing what we do and not overthinking it and just trying to line up and be out physical or out athleticism, if that's even a thing, you know, just to line up instead of having to be so creative and clever and all the different variations and stuff, just line up and, and run the ball. But, but when do you start to push the like concern button? Like I, I know we're well, all trying I mean, not Tamara to right had now, a good
1: point. Okay. So if this is supposed to be a simpler offense, why does it look so disjointed? <laughs> you know, it doesn't look simple, you know, but it just could be just something new, yeah. and yeah. everyone's just trying yeah. to figure it out. And, you know? and,
2: but, and but I mean, I think that speaks too to the point of like, is Mac not comfortable right now? Like, is Mac not sure what they're doing? Like, is it simpler, but it's not clicking for him yet? Or, you know, what what is that? Like, I just I just go back to the core of it, it has to be about Mac Jones, and he has to, if he's not comfortable and he doesn't look like he likes it, then then what are we doing here? What are we doing? You know? Well, I mean, in the practices that
1: I saw, like I didn't see today or yesterday, so I can't speak to what you guys, but the ones that I saw, it wasn't just the running game that looked disjointed. I mean, they weren't completing passes. Yeah. You know, both he and Zappy were, you know, pulling the ball down and extending plays. You know that wasn't how the play was supposed to go. Um, so it's not just the running game that hasn't looked good so far.
2: Well, let's, uh, let's jump over to the phones uh, right now and go to Mark and Bolton. Mark, you're on
9: Hey guys, I, I originally I originally was going to talk to you about the uh, sort of like like some bubble players that that I think are going to make it, but this this Brady Dolphins infraction has really sort of caught me off guard. Um, I, I, it, it, it appears to me that you know Brady was acting in bad faith, and Bob Kraft and Belichick were not uh, of, of the same knowledge of Brady being having a landing spot with the Dolphins. Yeah. And I'm wondering if the NFL is going to step in and, and provide compensation to the Patriots. I
3: don't – I mean – To um, the Patriots? Good luck with no, that. I don't think yeah. that will happen, but <laughs> – No. Well,
9: won't. I mean well,
3: – I think Brady could get in trouble. I think Brady could get suspe- – I I think Brady should get suspended personally. Well, but I don't see how well, the Patriots well, are – What was the last
1: game of – two thousand regular season game of 2019?
2: They lost to the
3: they Miami lost. Dolphins. Miami, they lost yeah. home field
2: advantage. Well uh, – well, see now here's but here's the, not, here's not. the other part of this, <laughs> and, and, you, no, and you can
3: scoff, and I'm not going to argue with yeah. you if you do scoff. They <laughs> went to great lengths to say that they didn't find any evidence of the 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 tanking that supposedly took place for Miami, right? For Miami. Right. right. So no,
9: that's not my point,
3: though. No, no, I'm I'm addressing a, a side point to Fred.
9: Okay, like well, I'm sorry.
3: Tom Brady was a free agent who the Patriots didn't want, so they're not getting anything out of this. The Patriots didn't extend him an offer. He had the whole arrangement where he couldn't get franchise. He wasn't going to stay here. So, like, that whole part of it to me is, is, no, is, is a nothing burger. But Brady know. openly talking to another team, oh, yeah. I think Brady should be in no, trouble but, for that. But
1: I think, I think yeah, the but thing Mar- is, but, uh, so your last game, you know, it's almost like Parcells' last game the Super Bowl where was his mind 100% on his current team? Yeah, I think It's it a was. fair question to ask.
3: Yeah. No, you, think you can right. ask it, but I don't think there's any evidence
1: that it wasn't. That's all. Oh, oh you mean the well, tw- 25 calls to the Jets is an evidence that No, I know, but I think,
3: I think t- Bill Parcells is one of the biggest egomaniacs who's ever coached a football game. I think he'd rather have had another Super Bowl title to his, under his I'm, belt I'm, than anything I else. I don't doubt that. I'm just saying that's that all, that, Maybe I mean, maybe that's all his
1: attention was somewhat divided.
9: But also, Bob Kraft was... Uh, I mean, is it not true that Bob Kraft... When Brady called him and came over to his house, he was expecting Brady to come back. I mean, if that was if that was Bob Kraft's frame of mind, because he wasn't ha- ha- he wasn't privy to the information that Brady could have a soft landing spot in Miami, then that that. So yeah,
1: crazy. I I don't agree God. with so, that. So Mark, I don't, I you don't, don't
3: think that Brady was pretty comfortable that he was going to get a job? Like, let's just say for argument's sake, he didn't talk to anybody. You think that changes anything for Brady's mindset? Entering free agency?
9: Um yeah, I, I mean I do I do. Well <laughs> well listen, I mean so you think
3: that Brady would have entered free agency having no idea if anybody would be interested in acquiring the services of the greatest player who's ever played the sport. No. And and I also think what regardless of that well, I also think
1: all? that by the time he went to Robert Kraft's house, you know, that we read about and Jeff over. Benedict's house, it was over. I disagree, caller where Mr. Kraft thought he was going to get Brady back at that meeting. I think that was a
2: goodbye meeting. But, but I think it's a fair question of do you think that Belichick and Kraft are upset that Tom Brady was talking to the Dolphins oh, through the 2019 absolutely. season? absolutely.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's a whole different argument. This is where I think you get into tanking. Because was Tom Brady like saying, I might be in Miami next year. I hope them win. I mean, no. Obviously, we know that didn't happen. But that's where I think the tanking comes into it. What well, was Miami's
2: go- real goal here? But to
3: like,
1: me, the
2: tanking and the tampering are separate things. I do. T- I think so too. Are separate yeah. things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But why wasn't Miami more in the mix than.
1: Yeah, like why when didn't
4: Brady go sign in Miami? Because
1: of the Flores thing might have blown that up. Hmm. That's what they're saying. The timing of the Flores thing might have kind of. Brady kind of cooled his heels on that whole thing. Could be. But
4: if they started talks as this. Investigation alleges in August 2019. That's way before. That's a it full is year before, before the Flores. But thing. but
1: it, it never came to fruition because the Flores thing threw a wrench in the
3: no, gears. No, yeah, the, uh, the Flores thing was happening at the time. Yeah, supposedly.
1: Right. They had, remember they asked Brian Flores. So they the asked the
3: Brian Flores, oh, so asked Brian plan, Flores
1: right? to to talk to him, and Correct. Flores
3: said no. Right, and that's uh, that's tampering. And that yeah. to me is probably why he ended up not going to Miami because Flores. Yes. expressed reticence and,
1: to do that. And remember, when this first came out, the league was so quick to say, none of this has merit.
3: <laughs> 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 no. I'm not going to argue because it's not really that important. They said there's no merit to the, the hiring. Um, there was There's two separate I things. thought the whole thing. I, I think that the original thing that came out yep. was about Flores alleging that the hiring practices w- w- were... Uh, right. Was racist. Yeah. And that it was it was that dis- had no merit. I, and I think that's what the now listen. I think they're wrong about that too. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, no. But I, I don't necessarily <laughs> think these two things. But you are don't the think same. at that point
1: they? I thought they had everything. It just hadn't been released yet, and they were saying the whole thing. But you might be right. right. And then
3: it all came out, right. and then they remember right, immediately within 24 hours they had a different statement that said we're going to be conducting a full investigation. Right. Remember? Right. But I think there was more information that yeah. came. Okay. Out. Right. That right. were, I, I thought they, they had, had it all. Now to your point, Freddie. They may have already had all the information, right. and we're hoping that the, for the other part didn't get right. you know uncovered. Let's face it, you know, your boy Raj. I know you guys are tight and everything. <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> not exactly the most yeah. No, but
1: you know, they they've suspended the out there. they yeah, suspended well, the he, owner They suspended the owner till
2: October. I don't even I don't know what I that what means. Does that mean? Well, yeah, like he can't, he can't call plays
3: anymore? So like what does that mean? He's not running the offense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks Bart for bringing that one up. Certainly uh, set the down. stage. He Thanks, Mark. No, listen, it the but what's listen, Brady's it, response? Like what is the communication? You know I love what what is Tom Brady saying. You know I love Tom Brady saying to them like let me just get through this 2019 season then we'll figure it out
1: like You know I love me some Tom Brady. But I'm a little upset here. I am a little because obviously the burden of the guilt is on the tamperer, but the tamperee should have su- – some. Uh, it wasn't just one call. It was several, and you picked up the phone every time, supposedly, allegedly.
2: Right, and especially you know, when we're I dealing think, with I the agree. most miserable 9-0 and quarterback in the league or whatever it was before they played the Ravens that year. Like, you know, that's just what's frustrating. It's like we had to deal with the you whole know, thing it comes of like –
3: Mike was Mike right. <laughs> all <along. laughs> yeah. Mike couldn't right. wait to get right. rid of the greatest was quarterback in history. The how do you feel now? <laughs> listen, he had yeah. it. He had it first. <laughs> listen,
1: you know, like the 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 draw of being a part owner of an NFL team. I mean, okay, that, I'd listen to that too. He'd but still have the juice. Y- you should wait yeah. until you're a free agent. You know? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I, I'm curious what else uh, what else comes out about it because I mean, how did they? I'm sure they didn't just get the Miami side of things, right? Like, I mean, they must have gotten what the communications were to, to some extent. So you yeah, knew not something the process. Was going on. And then also, on, how though.
4: are the Saints, like, involved? With Sean Payton retiring? And, like, would he have were retired t- from the Saints? Had They had a whole, the whole, had plan a whole was was circus
2: going Payton in to August of 2019, apparently. Yeah. That's when they started to put their plan into place of how they were going to get Tom Brady and but Sean Payton. But that didn't right? have
3: anything to do with Sean Payton. No, right? not yet. It's, no, Brian floors had just gotten no. hired. So yeah, before I he ever coached a re- game, <laughs> you, you your plan <laughs> was to have
2: Sean Payton <laughs> after training camp. Like, that tampering <laughs> took place this year.
11: <laughs> just covering the team in 2019 with, with Brady, though, the most the happiest he was was after that Titans game. Honestly, like he he was Relief. absolutely relieved that that season was over. I mean, every single post game press conference, win or lose, the the misery on his face uh, was palpable. I mean, you could just feel it in the room. I remember in particular. They beat the Eagles in Philadelphia, and the offense that was, played terribly. That was the one he looked like
3: his dog just died. Yeah, in the post-game but, press but he,
11: I have never seen anybody that upset after. I get the offense didn't play well. They, you know, Brady right, did well. No. Though, yeah. But, you know you still won the game and usually the mantra around here is well we'll fix it we'll correct it but at least we got the win at least we can hang our hat on that but he was not in for those types of things in 2019 and when he got up there at after the titans game now it was my first experience because i was lucky enough to be on the beat start on 2018 when they won the super bowl so i'd never seen them lose a playoff game from this angle and i thought he was going to be Dejected. I thought it was going to be devastated when he got up there at the podium. He he looked relieved. He looked like like this is over. I can move on. You know, I just a real almost happy and, yeah. and, and satisfied with the end. And I think you
1: really. wonder you wonder how deep it goes. How really when the first contact was. You know,
2: right. Like it's been going on. Yeah, for a while. And, and
3: that's I mean, why I think. Brady, I agree with you, Fred. I think Brady should at least get fined or something. It has
11: come out that there's going to be no punishment against Tom Brady. ESPN's reporting that that right
1: now. I
3: don't really understand that.
1: I guess the league feels we've had enough of trying to punish Tom
2: Brady, maybe. I I, I know it is kind of a a You know, maybe he he was... uh, just trying to ignore the person, trying to c- constantly reach out to him and get in touch with him. He just, you know, maybe he wasn't responding.
1: Just, well, you might have been letting the air out of the conversation. Stop I calling me yeah. on this line. <laughs> don't
3: you know yeah, they I have know. this line? <laughs> Call me on the other line. No,
1: okay. Nobody nobody caught what I just said. No. I uh, said Brady might have been trying to just let the air out of the conversation.
2: Oh, I see what you did there. That's uh, that now, now, now we can make the flake agent. <laughs>
3: okay. All right. Well, listen,
2: Miami is the new New England. we, well, we we're, gotta, we're good now. <laughs> i tell you what, though. I mean, Patriots fans should be pretty fired up for these Dolphins games now. Not to mention they've beaten you, whatever it is, like four of the last five times they've played you. Uh, Tua seems to have your number. They've got Tyreek Hill now, but, but now this nonsense comes up. So, you know, maybe Patriots can finally how play do, the victory card. How do you think the <laughs> suspension
1: of uh, Stephen Ross will, you know, affect their early games? <laughs> yeah. 0.0. <point> zero. <laughs> right. <laughs> Steven Interesting Ross to out. see how that unfolds. But, but the loss of a first and a third round pick—they're not in the same year, but yeah. it's that's significant. That's a, yeah, Dude, they that's have a, a bunch of and, and, that's a, a loss. and a million
3: and a half dollars. But that's know. a loss. First and a yeah. third round pick. Those. That, yeah. That's, yeah. that's a lot. I mean, I, you could say it's light, but like to me, the tanking thing is what I'm like. If <laughs> if there's some evidence that they tanked, I'm telling you, Stephen Ross needs to lose the team.
1: Oh, that's that's a yeah. whole different thing. And and uh, uh,
2: apparently they didn't find any evidence that's of what tanking. They say. Yeah. Say uh, We're winding things down here. Let's uh, let's grab Bill from Oklahoma real quick. Bill is the uh, last call. Oh, Bill, we were trying to get you in, and you just called in, but you didn't. All right, well, Last sorry. call
5: for alcohol. Well, you
2: know, just to go back
1: on that, just for, I know we're running out of time, but on the tanking, they asked him to do it, Flores, and he said no. So they didn't actually ever tank. They just asked him to tank, and he said no, apparently,
3: according to Flores. So you don't think that if they could prove that Stephen Ross – Requested that his coach lose on purpose, that he should lose his team, because I do. Yeah. No. I, Whether or not Flores followed through with it, or, right. uh, To me, is irrelevant. Yeah. No, you're right. You can't have a guy you're who right. owns a team who's forcing his employees to try to
0: lose.
1: Yeah. I don't think
3: you can do that. The only thing I can think of is they have
1: evidence of other teams, and, and or Ross has evidence of other teams, in the, and he said, "Listen, if you take me down for this, I'm I'm going public with everything I know." Um the, all the dirt's coming
11: out, you know, yeah. luckily karma got them cause they drafted the wrong quarterback. So at <laughs> yeah. the end of the day, it, what does it really matter? You know,
2: I'd like to hear from Flores though. Like when did Flores first realize, like know that they were going after Brady and you know how, I mean, I know that the next off season he was involved in that, but was he aware of it that they were, while he was already coaching, reaching out? Like, I don't know. I, I, I think it that definitely raises some more questions and the news breaks right as we're coming on here. So he can't really dive into it yet. Uh, one last question here from Jack. Uh, how much of the offensive line problems are related to the fact that David Andrews has been out early in camp and the substitute centers may not be properly calling the blocking steam. Um, yeah, Andrews has been out there he's plenty, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, th- he's th- been th- how would he is, know? It's new
11: to him, too. It is. A, it is does seem to be a, a mic point problem. Not to get too caught up in the minutia, but this is not like I was saying earlier that it, Trent Brown misses the block or Isaiah Wynn misses yeah. a block. This is they are not configuring it correctly to make sure they're getting hat on a hat, which is yeah. a communication and uh, really a, something that I think is more easily worked out on the whiteboard or on, in the film room maybe than maybe even out on the field in some re- respects at least. I,
1: yeah. I don't know. I mean, you might say that, Evan, but like there's, you know, you mentioned earlier, I was listening, you know, the rhythm of it, you know, and, yeah. and to me, you have to just do it. You can look at it in the whiteboard, but until you're out there moving and seeing the defenses and, you know, actually doing it, it would be hard to, like, okay, I should get that guy, you know? Yeah. Instead yeah. of, I, you know, now I've got a guy trailing me, I pass him up because the guy yeah. behind me has him, you yeah, know? trust. It, yeah. That it, trust. It, yeah, like all being on the same page. And you mentioned that also, Evan. So to me, th- you just got to – it's repetition at this point. Reps, yeah. reps, yeah. reps.
11: I, you well, talk to a lot of coaches that run this system – we might, if this is truly the way that they're going, the system might not actually be good until 2023. You know, it could take a whole season yeah. of repping this wide zone system until it really takes hold for you. We, so should, we, should, a lot get, of we should try like to get that. Joe Gibbs on the phone. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's retired, right?
3: Yeah, sure. He
1: come on. But it it's was his alive. offense, right? Or he was the all line. Yeah, Alex Gibbs was. Alex, the, Gibbs. The Alex Gibbs. Alex yeah. Gibbs. Yeah. 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 We should a... interview him about the you know intricacies of this type of uh, running game.
2: Yeah, well, hey, it's 2 o'clock, two hours. We, uh, we did it, guys. We uh, try to get you caught up on training camp. So that'll do it for this edition of Patriots Unfiltered. We will be back Thursday, same bat time, same bat channel, 12 to 2. Uh, same thing for next week, same shows, Tuesday, Thursday. And then we'll be back live shows during joint practices with the Carolina Panthers in two weeks. So that'll do it for Tuesday's show. We'll see you on Thursday.